That's right, old sass and ass over here, Sam. That's what we always call fucking. So I'm gonna just fucking Mel. leave that where it is. Jesus, admin's not our strong suit. Getting 20 people together is not our strong suit. Sam actually going out and doing sales at the end of the month instead playing golf is his strong hey, suit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh come on, what you got nothing else to say there, Sam? No, nothing at all. Oh, I broke a hundred bitches. <laughs> Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Look straight and short. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased preview of the English Premier League's 2021-2022 season. That's a mouthful. Common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, brother? Happy to be back, my friend. Yeah, see? Professional. Got all that in. One try. That's a mouthful, that. Yeah. (laughs) 2021, 2022? Yeah, I made it work. that. Fucking Glad I don't have to say it. We're recording at Studio H. Oh, sorry, not Studio H. The <laughs> no, it's not. Public House. Ooh. There we go, Mr. Professional. Way to pat Just yourself on the back. Cocky. Just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out <laughs> on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. If you want to chat with us, there are as many ways you can. Sam, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Uh, same way you have for the last three years. We are at DU Football Show on all the social medias and dufootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Fabulous. Or you could just do what I always like to say, Sam, and get 20 idiots to all fucking zoom in at once. Hi, everybody. They can, they can, they're all muted. They all muted themselves. You told them to mute mute themselves. That's true. Very good. Very good. Well, then then I guess you can't, well, just, I guess you can't get the mute button because they're already muted, huh? No, sorry. Oh, man, this is terrible. You want me to hit my mute button just to make you feel better? No, we're- For fuck's sake. (laughs) We're 30 seconds in. It's already going off it's the rails. It's already going off the rails. It's already a fucking disaster. Here, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and hit my mute button. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both share a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are we sipping on? Uh, we have a lovely, lovely bottle. Today uh, is a single barrel that one of my stores picked uh, of Eagle Rare, which is a 10-year-old bourbon. It is proof down. It's not barrel strength, um, but it is delightful. Uh, got it for about 50 bucks and they are sold out. So can't get it anymore uh, up there. But if you do find the regular, uh, regular Eagle rare uh, out and about, buy it because it's great. Um, should be between, I'd say probably 45 and 55 bucks. Uh, some people, because it only gets released a couple times a year, um, do take extra uh, markup on that. So uh, just pay attention what you're doing and, and uh, be careful. You see 60 bucks or higher pass. It's it's somebody just trying to gouge a price on you. Yeah, so. it's it's good. It's not <laughs> knock your socks off, but it it, it is lovely. It's yeah, a it's a nice little bottle of bourbon. Yeah, it's forty five to fifty bucks. Good. Yep. Yeah, love it. Excellent. What proof was this one, by the way? Ninety. Ninety. Okay. It, they, it's for they, a barrel pick. It is a barrel pick, and they did not. Yeah, it's they like don't go it's, barrel proof. Huh? It's like Woody. Oh, okay. Yeah, they go um, always blend a profile. They, they always blend a okay. profile. Um, 
and proof down. Very good. Well, lovely little whiskey. So let's go ahead and get the fuck into it, man. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. There we go. Finally produced something. The producer produced something you and I have done fuck all so far. I've just sat back and watched you set yourself on fire. Well, no, I was perfect. And then I put my foot right oh, in my mouth. Wait, I got a, a story. Okay. We have your... a Spanish team we need to follow. Okay. Who's the Spanish team we need uh, to follow? Real Betis. Okay. Why? Because they played a preseason friendly against Wolves. Uh-huh. Four players were injured. Okay. Mm-hmm. First two suspected COVID-19. Seems legit. Mm-hmm. The third one, vacation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and then the one that makes them near and dear to our hearts, of course, mm-hmm. uh, young Joaquin hungover. There we go. That was his official injury status for the friendly against wolves. Yeah. Can't, Brilliant. Can't, can't make it out there. Had a little too much of the bottle last night. Rail Betis is good. No, he's not young either. He's 40. Uh, but his 40th birthday was the week before. Mm-hmm. And you know how hangovers get longer as you get older? Right. I wonder if it was from the birthday celebration. Oh, it's two day hangover. Still hung over. I, yeah. I definitely know a thing or two about the two day hangover. That is for <laughs> damn sure. Absolutely brilliant. So uh, on injury time, we will be checking up, up on Rail Batiste now. Very good. That's that's your admin, right? That's fine. Because I already got the ibs to worry about, and then that's uh, fine. I'll just Google it during acrid, the show, and then talk Stanley about it on injury time. And, It'll be fine. But, but you'll actually remember to do it. Yeah. Okay. Totally. 100%. He's not going to remember to do it. I'm just telling you right now. He will not. He's going to remember for like a week or two and then just move on. And then fuck it. Yeah. You know, that he'll be interested in the Belarusian League again because they have team names like Slutsk and Breast. And that'll be about and it. And they have sex rabbits. Yeah. No. Sex bees. Oh, so no, it was no, rabbits. We thought they were bees and they, and they would be rabbits. rabbits. Yeah, Sex yeah. rabbits. Yes, very good. <laughs> from from the uh, betting company. That's so stupid. All right, well, this is pretty simple. Let's go ahead and get into it. It's uh, We do this uh, every year. This is 20 clubs with 20 supporters. We're going to do a little rapid fire going around the entire league. Bit of a preview session for everyone to uh, just uh, get to know all 20 teams that are going to be in your fabulous Premier League this year. Remember... Three of them won't be by the end. That's right. <laughs> All right, Sam, why don't you go ahead and get the whole ball rolling? I will absolutely with our fearless leader, Mr. Simon of the Charm City Gooners and our beloved Arsenal. Uh, how are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? Not too bad, thank you. Uh, what I wanted to ask you here is how do you think Lakonga and Ben White are going to change our team? Because obviously getting rid of David Louise was huge. Yeah, I, I actually think both are going to be really, really vital. Ben White, first and foremost, Guys played one half for Arsenal, had some key saves yesterday, cleared a ball off the line against Chelsea. I think he's the the center back that Arsenal has been missing for many years, and Arteta thinks the same thing. He's going to play on the right side. Um, I think, um, assuming that Thomas Partey is not out for a long time, Ben White is the beginning of a, a much better and improved spine for, for Arsenal, that midfield spine, that center back spine that we've been missing for for since really Patrick Vieira was roaming the field for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, Lakanga is a younger player. He's, he's one for the future, but I think even if Granit Xhaka stays, Lakanga adds uh, speed and athleticism and youth. Um, Arsenal won't be pigeonholed into having somebody patrolling in front of the back line that can't really run, which is a problem um, when you, when you get against some of the more creative and fast sides in the Premier League. So I think they're both going to be really, really important. I love both signings. Um, popular chatters at Arsenal overpaid for Ben White. I don't think that's true. I think you have the English tax that you have to take account for. Of course. I don't think that the Varane comparison is fair. Um, Varane is older, and his wages are going to be two or three times higher than than Ben White. So At least, Man yeah. United may end up paying more 
down the road for Varane. Than, and he's than what, Arsenal. 28, 29 as well. Yeah. And there yeah, are I mean, add-ons to that contract. Well, you know, you know, Real Madrid adds on when of they course. take a shit. So um, I, I, I like both signings a lot, and I think they're both going to be really good. Awesome. Um, Aubameyang obviously had a terrible time last year. Uh, yeah. Do you think he'll be able to to break out? We saw Nicola Pepe as well finish the season very strongly. Uh, will he be able to continue that? And then, unfortunately, Thomas Partey injured himself uh, against Gabe's Chelsea on uh, on Sunday. So we won't see him for the first minimum 12 weeks of the season. But all three were kind of wishy-washy last season at best. Uh, do you think they'll live up to their potential at the same time this year and actually give us a fucking chance? If they do, we have a chance. Um, Partey was hurt yesterday on a two-footed tackle in preseason by Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Pretty dirty. Gabe Weigel. Um, hopefully he'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks. Aubameyang, yeah, you really can't have... The, his year started great. He signed a massive extension. He became Arsenal's highest-paid player. Um, and then it went downhill for him. He, he we like to call that pulling an ozel. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he got malaria on international duty. Um, and his, his mother was is, terribly sick, who he's very close mother, to. And yeah, he's exhausted. He, he was out for COVID reasons or COVID um, isolation. So he couldn't have had much of a worse year, um, barring not having a major injury. I do think that he'll come back into form. He's such an explosive and lethal player. Um, he is a little older. But having Smithrow and, and Saka on either side of him, Partey feeding him the ball, you mentioned Nicola Pepe. I think this is the year that Pepe finally comes good. I wish that Arteta would just pick a place on the field for the guy to play from. I think with Saka on the right wing, Partey, I'm sorry, Pepe will play on the left side with Aubameyang or Lacazette in the middle. I think you'll really see the real Nico Pepe that, that we saw at Lille. I, some of my French friends who follow Lille say that Pepe played best when he had space and room to run. It's harder to come by in the Premier League than it is in legal. It just it just is. Absolutely. You got guys on you and up your ass all the time. But I think Pepe is starting to figure out the game. He's a young guy. Apparently, he's a painfully shy guy. It took him a while to adjust to England and to the English game. But I, I do think that they both can come good. And I think if they do, Arsenal is going to score a lot of goals. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, uh, Mr. Graham, I have, I have one question for you. Um, okay. Seeing that you guys had to pull out of the um, the Florida Cup the, that was in Orlando that we won, by the way. Just want to let you know. Congratulations. The yeah. COVID <laughs> Cup? Yeah. It's, yeah. No, yeah. I, no just to, I just want to know how the hell do you guys manage to get yourself into a COVID crisis twice? Like, are y'all just like walking around North London licking doorknobs? Is that just how Arsenal players roll? Well, you got to be good at something, Houston. You got to be good at something. <laughs> little and, known and fact. We're apparently good at catching COVID. <laughs> yeah. Little known fact. Arsenal fucks too. Yeah. Okay. How, how about that? Your COVID champions, boys and girls. Yeah. Arsenal it's football a trophy. Club. No you, trophy. you want something. <laughs> That's funny. Put that on the DVD. That's right. Uh, We're not Tottenham. We're not Tottenham. Yeah. There's no DVD right. coming out. Uh, speaking of people injured in training games with two-footed tackles, did you see very quickly that Wayne Rooney injured one of his own midfielders because he decided to take part in a drill? <laughs> out for 12 weeks, <laughs> that player. Well and done, he's Wayne. the guy that was complaining that he couldn't field a team because he didn't have players. Exactly. Fucking brilliant. And a week Great after, job. he got in another cheating scandal. Another one. Like yeah, he was just pissed off about the pictures. That got yeah, that was uh, his fourth time he's cheated on old Colleen there. It's terrible, isn't it? I, I think Colleen should stay until the end because she knows there's a big payday. Just yeah, exactly don't care. Right. At don't this care. point, yeah. I mean, at fourth time, yeah, All she's right. in. At, at, at least they were under 70 this time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Shagger. All right. All right. Uh, Simon, plug away, man. 
Yeah, I just want to say again, thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to do this. Hope to be back for uh, some more Arsenal agenda, pro Arsenal agenda this year. Want to plug three things. One, uh, Charm City Gunners is the official Arsenal Supporters Club of Maryland. We meet at the Abbey in Federal Hill. We'll hope to resume in-person matches this fall. Um, Craig Willinger Fund is a local soccer-based uh, charity. We send kids and young adults with uh, recovering from cancer, other serious illnesses to the soccer match of their dreams with the resumption of in-person um, matches hopefully soon. We will... Um, We'll be able to send kids and young adults back. Uh, many of you all have supported us, and we hope to have your support again. And then uh, Gabe Weigel, despite being a dirty, dirty Chelsea fan, and I, along with Mike Cavanaugh and other Gooner, followed in the illustrious footsteps of the two Sams in the Mel. We started our own podcast uh, centered on uh, three EPL fans watching MLS and trying not to be horrified. We kicked that off this year. It's called Strangers in Their Own Land, and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. So thanks, guys, for the inspiration. Excellent. Hey, hey, just like a Tottenham supporter to not mute himself while uh, while we're talking about uh, charities and uh, new podcasts and all that good stuff. It took me a moment to find the mute button. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. All good. Production. Yeah, we my are mute all... button's easy. It's right. Yeah, we are learning and growing together, boys and girls. Yeah, right. Which leads us to our next very, very pristine, utmost important guest. We're going to talk Aston Villa with Her Highness, nonetheless, Lindsay. Lindsay, how you doing, darling? Hi, guys. Um, still a bit gutted about the Euros and the final and just, um, you know, England not being able to just um, make the most of it. Uh, still, still, still a bit depressed about that, but looking forward to a new, wonderful uh, season ahead with Aston Villa. Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and then get into the uh, questions. Um, uh, the the real big one, obviously, big signing just the other day, but uh, signing Buendia and Leon Bailey. Is this signaling what we think is the end of Jack's time at Aston Villa? Uh, I hope you've not been tormenting Mel too much with this. Um, I'm but yeah, it up you right know. Now. It, it, it's 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 really it, of course it can go one of two ways and there there are some um, I, I don't know um, I even heard some um, deluded Arsenal fans a few weeks back when we signed um, Buendia that oh he's coming to Arsenal Jack's coming to Arsenal um, we so, don't have a hundred million to spend <laughs> yeah. but um, you know um, so there's there's two schools of thought that yes number one uh, they are replacements for Jack Grealish you know, Villa will take the 100 mil, um, walk, reinvest it. Um, they're already starting to do that. But then there's the other school of thought that we are hoping and praying and believing uh, is is what's going to happen. So um, a lot of people don't know, but Wes Edens and Suarez actually own Aston Villa. Um, for those of you who are NBA fans, Wes Edens also owns the Milwaukee Bucks. And you ah. saw what he just did with um, Giannis Adetokounmpo. He, uh, you know, when everyone said, yeah, let's go Bucks. I was so happy they won, um, you know, that that Villa affiliation, um, you know, when people were saying Giannis should go to a better team, you know, Wes Edens, you know, offered him that contract to keep him there. And, you know, not only did he keep him there, you know, obviously they, they won the um, NBA final. So people are hoping that it's a similar situation with Jack Grealish that, um, you know, they're going to, 
give him that money up his contract, give him a better contract. Apparently, uh, Wes Edens is meant to be in England today speaking with Jack. I know um, all afternoon Jack was speaking with Lang, the sporting director. So people are hoping that it's going to be a same situation where everyone else thinks, of course, Jack is going to leave. You know, why wouldn't he go to City? Why would he not go and, um, you know, win Champions League, um, win EPL, you know, every kind of um, cup. Um, but, you know, him being a born and raised um, Brummy, um, a la Jack, you know, a, a Brummy boy, some people are hoping that, you know, just that that passion and that love for Villa, you know, that he will stay, um, that money is not an issue and that he will believe in the plan of what Wes Edens has in store for Villa. So again, you know, it, it could just be a pipe dream, but people are saying, you know, with these two new sign-ins, it's to actually help support Jack and, um, you know, to, to push Villa in that right direction and to keep him on side rather than, you know, um, him to go to City. So again, I think in the next few days, things will transpire whether, you know. Well, we actually, well, we have breaking news. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, as of 10 minutes ago, Lindsay. Yes. Jack Grealish is still with Aston Villa. Right, I believe <laughs> this is the perfect time for me to interject real yeah. quick. Um, Taylor had a, a pretty good one online uh-huh. the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100 million for Grealish seems like a lot of money. Mm hmm. But when you break it down to fifty million per calf, it's actually yeah. a bargain. Hey, hey exactly. It's <laughs> pretty exactly. underrated, actually. I I was just gonna say, hearing all that delusion um, reminded me of the famous quote from one Rick James: "Cocaine is a hell of a drug." <laughs> all right. <laughs> and Anywho. also, uh, real quick, uh, breaking news from Russ just texted me: uh-huh. uh, Giannis is actually an Arsenal fan. <laughs> so there you go. All I'm right. happy for the Bucks too. Then, okay. All right. <laughs> Second question for you, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, sure. Very overlooked, but John Terry played a very, very important role in your team. In the WAGS meetings? <laughs> yeah, yes. he did. Yes, he did. Uh, but hey, also, he was on his best behavior at Villa. <laughs> uh, he really did a lot with your defense. With his departure now wanting to go find a head coaching job, Dean never really messed with the def- defense. He just kind of let that always be Terry's job. The pieces are there. It's a great defense. You got a great goalkeeper. Is it going to be able to hold form without Terry being there? Yeah, so this is um, an interesting one. First of all, I think Terry stayed longer than we expected. And I and I think what he did was great. And um, all Villa fans, you know, we're very happy for him. We appreciate, you know, his time as a player and then the past three years as, you know, assistant manager. Um, it's funny because um, Sean Teal, an ex-Villa defender, I was on a Zoom call with him probably about a year ago. And, um, you know, a lot of remember the Villa's first season back in the Premier League and their defense was just atrocious. I mean, uh, it was the, the it came down to, you know, squeaky bum time on the last day when, you know, Villa just miraculously stayed in the Premier League when everyone had written them off. And that was because our, our defense was just terrible. So a lot of people Arsenal definitely wrote them off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we actually took three points from Arsenal at the end of that season. Exactly. Um, so um, a lot of people were asking, well, six what the heck is Terry doing then? You know, is he not the defensive coach? But apparently, you know, um, Sean Teal, who um, those of you who remember him played in the 90s um, for Aston Villa, you know, he said that Terry was not hired as a defensive coach. You know, so that was kind of interesting, like, okay, um, 
But then last season, you know, we saw a dramatic turnaround. Craig Shakespeare also came on. A lot of you know him and the, mm-hmm. the great work that he's done. But people did say last season he did work with the defenders more. So I think I think he's going to be missed, but I think we'll be okay because I think... Um, you know, um, I, I, di- I did hear that he did, you know, do a lot of work with, like with Concern. You see how far he's come. And honestly, I think even he should have got an England call up. Um, you know, Matty Cash, um, um, Mel's boyfriend, Mel's bit on the side. Sorry, Sam. Um, hey, he's, and- he's fucking dreamy. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> he's a damn fine looking man. It's and hard, it, to, it's hard to deny. As you famously say as well, less work for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I call Matty Cash? What? Jakku. Jakku, heard. <laughs> I, uh, Lindsay, plug away. Who, uh, uh, where can people find uh, like-minded Villa supporters? Um, um, hopefully we will be back at uh, Fado's in Annapolis this season. And um, you can find Villa fans all over the United States of America. We have a great Lions Club. Uh, every year we have a meetup in one of the uh, U.S. states. And hopefully Villa will be back uh, next summer or if not the summer after. And also uh, Villa support a um, Villa have a great charity in Birmingham, Acorns Charity, that they kind of, um, you know, raise money for for children, uh, children who need medical help back in Birmingham in England. And the Villa fans all around America do a lot of, uh, you know, fundraising for that at our meetups and various things. So, Excellent. yeah, great to be on the show as always. Thank you, guys. Um, love what you guys are doing. It's great to see you, Mel. Nobody mute her. And um, <laughs> great to see everyone else. It's and dangerous the when there's two villainistas in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lucky you've got support, right? All right, Sammy, take it along. Miss Jane, how are you today? Really good, thanks. Uh, Brentford Football Club. Uh, newly promoted, obviously, first time in the top flight for a very, very, very long time. Uh, and obviously, yes. first time in the Premier League. Uh, first question I've got for you is uh, Oguchuku Onyeka, Frank. Do us all a favor, mate. Put Frank on the shirt, will you? Uh, <laughs> the Nigerian midfielder. What uh, What is he going to bring to the team? Is he Is he going to be an upgrade to anything you already have? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Uh, look, we're at Brentford. We're we're all kind of still a little bit uh, rosy-eyed. We're just thrilled to bits to be in the bigs, and um, we're really fortunate this year that we're going to be the underdog moneyball team. And um, anything we do right is is going to be you know people are going to be quite surprised. Anything we do wrong, they're going to go oh well, you know they're going to do a form one up one down. So what we're what we're really keen to do is stay up. And um, I think uh, I think Frank the Tank uh, is going to beef up the midfield. He reminds me when I was at when I first came to London to work. Um, uh, I saw a lot of Chelsea games because I had a mate that knew um, Damien Duff, so we were lucky to get some tickets. And um, I really probably my favourite player would have been Frank Lampard. And and um, Frank Onyeka reminds me of a bigger uh, kind of burlier. Um, Frank Lampard, he's competitive, he's fast, um, and uh, he can score. And I think he's really going to beef up that midfield line. Um, I think uh, I said last time when we had a chat, the best thing about Brentford in the last half of the, the championship season was we had what I, what I call the big feed going on. We're really fortunate to have a, a, a talented striker like Ivan Tony and... and uh, and we had the big feed going on. There was Sergi Canos, there was Brian Mabuema, there was 
Josh De Silva, there was Ethan Pinnock, there was this big feed going on and and uh, Tony nailed a lot of it, but he also fed in too. So I think um, Frank's going to be part of that big feed and um, I'm hoping that, that that's going to be enough to, to, to get us the goals and, and keep us up. Well, that actually leads me perfectly into the next question. I expected Brentford to spend a little bit of money this summer uh, uh, in, in, if nothing else, reinforcements. Um, but it's been surprisingly quiet. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want them to go the Fulham route where they replace the entire team, but mm. do you think this squad will be good enough to stay up? Well, I had a look at the transfer window and everything that was in the, in the hot gossip columns never came to be. What they end up doing is they end up pinching young uh, Miles Pitt, um, Harris from Chelsea and uh, who's a really talented young under-19 cat boy England. Um, and uh, he's, he's going to really um, give us some flying talent on the wings. They picked up Chris uh, Ayer from um, uh, Celtic, who was a mid- midfielder that went defensive. And so, again, beefing up that big feed line from the back and... I had a bit of a look. I, I, I sort of had a look at our, our team in, in a different eye and there's almost nobody that hasn't played international football being capped, uh, whether it's Finland or, or Norway or Sweden or England um, or, or Spain. So actually, under the radar, we've got a lot of players, the majority of the team, that have played internationals and uh, played at a, a competitive level uh, above championship league. So... I'm hoping that we're going to pop as a really pleasant surprise that no one was expecting. So I think, yes, I'm going to put my chops on the block early and I'm going to say I like what we've got. Um, I think given the opportunity to play in the bigs, I think um, we're either going to step up and be the big feed and we're going to score and Ivan Tony's going to do a Didier Drogba and get 30 or we're going to be the big flop and we're going to do a Fulham and which I hope we don't do. But I've got some faith. Um, and, uh, you know, even when you have a look at Brentford B, um, you've got a lot of uh, young capped internationals down there, Australia, young Lockie Brook from Adelaide United, our local team here. I'm hoping, yes, we've got the talent. And it wouldn't surprise me if we don't pick up somebody uh, uh, mid-season um, to... Uh, to beef up that line as well. We've got a lot of talent there and I'm, I'm going with it. I'm going to say, yes, I'm going with the underdogs. All right, That's well. awesome. It, it makes me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I want you all to stay up. I love the injection of, of new blood into the Premier League. Um, but it almost reminds me of Norwich to an extent where hedging all of their bets on Timo Pukki. I think if you can share goals around the team, I think you'll have a very good chance of staying up. If you're relying solely on one player, if he goes through eight, 10 game slump, I think you'll be in trouble. So good luck to you. I hope I hope that all works out. I really do. Um, is there any place you'd like to plug for like-minded Brentford supporters to find uh, find anything? Well, our, the club the club Twitter feed is actually the best for us uh, uh, remote followers. Um, uh, the Barossa Valley's only got one supporter that I'm aware of. But uh, my place is on eight acres on the side of a hill and uh, it's been called the Hillside Bar and Grill for a long time. So I'm going to open up the Hillside Bar and Grill to any uh, 
aspiring uh, English Premier League supporters and we're going to start following up here on the Veranda. So, Love um, it. Oh, and under the radar, my, um, my pick is uh, uh, this one on the Isle of Isla. It's a blended whiskey. It's under the radar like we are. And it's a little bit of everything from um, Ardbeg, Brooklady, Bunnahaven, Lagavulin. Everyone puts a bit in, and this is what the locals drink. So it's blended, but it's blended for some pretty nice stuff. Black Battle is so, some great stuff. Happy yeah, days. Black thanks, thanks for having us on the show. Excellent. Hey, thank thank you. you. All right. So I'm up next now. Uh, we got our boy, actually. First guest host to ever sit in on the uh, Drunk United Football Show, one Mr. Paul Dorsey. Paul, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Always an honor to be here. Ho- hold on one second. We got some theme <laughs> music to play for you real quick. In my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. That's it. From now on, whenever we talk about Brighton, that song's getting played every single time. I can now retire. Stuck in my head all season long. I can retire the uh, meme from uh, well, mind, 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 mind of all the seagulls. Mm-hmm. That, that gif. I can finally retire that one and then beat this into the ground like a son of a bitch. Um, <clears throat> let's get into it. Unfortunately, I do not still see a Brad Parker, so there's no yin to your yang. We're not, we, we're we, not missing him. It's fine. Okay. He's he's showing up just like Crystal Palace is going to show up all season. <laughs> you know, just still still uh, one of the best episodes we ever had. In studio, we had Brad and Paul sharing a microphone just throwing shade the entire hour. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's get into it. Been a couple of years now with uh, with Graham Potter, and it there's there's a lot of good things you see in Brighton as far as attacking goes, but then there's a lot of bad. You see a lot of leads given away, and just it doesn't always seem to work. Is this the season it finally clicks? I sure hope so. <laughs> um yeah, that's definitely been one of the big things that we've, as Brighton fans, have been really hoping for in the offseason is getting a striker in because all the pieces of our team are there except for that goal scoring. And mm-hmm. it's really frustrating. We, we're seeing a little bit. It's preseason and it, it's against Luton, so take that for what it's worth. But we scored three goals last weekend, so I'm excited for that. Aaron Connolly got a goal. He didn't really have a great season last year. He was kind of in and out. Um, and then Neil Mopay obviously is kind of our big striker at the moment. Hopefully we can get somebody else in. But Please by his God given name, make less. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this just in, you got, you got two minutes before uh, palace decides to show up. Uh Oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I really do hope that we can figure the goal scoring part of it out because everything else is there. I, really trusting Graham Potter's style of play. And I think that, you know, if we get the goals in, then it's going to be a special season for us. Excellent. Do you think that, uh, just to kind of play off of that, you lost Ben White. Do you mm-hmm. think that there's any other guys you could potentially lose as we get down to the wire here on the transfer window? There have been talks about Eve Basuma leaving potentially to Arsenal. I know it was talked about, but again, they kind of spent the Ben White money. So I'm, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of died down recently since we sold Ben White. I think that that was kind of our big sale of the summer. Right. Um, but other than that, it seems like the squad's pretty set in terms of departures coming in. Obviously, you know, hopefully a striker at some point. We've been linked with some other players, but 
I don't really <laughs> see anybody else leaving unless it's somebody who hasn't really been playing anyway. Leads me into my final uh, question here. And um, with um, Enoch um, Impu uh, coming in, is he going to be that next under the radar guy that everybody looks at and goes, oh shit, why didn't we sign him? Kind of like, you know, how Trissard's had up and down, but you look at it and mm-hmm. you see that great young talent that just kind of sneaks under the radar and ends up at Brighton. Is, do you think that he's going to be one of those kind of players? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. He's really exciting. First two games we've seen him in, he scored a goal against Luton um, and he just really looks like he fits in perfectly with the system. And especially, you know, even if Basuma does leave, he could fill in that role. If he doesn't leave, then we have, you know, two players who can really boss the midfield and and get us toward, you know, potentially getting a goal. Whether or not we actually score is another question, but having that ball in the midfield, making sure that we can, you know, keep the possession up and keep our, our style of play going, I think that he really fits in well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we go for a lot of under-the-radar signings, so it's not going to be anything like, you know, spending 50 million pounds on, God only knows who, but, you know, getting those players in who fit the system and then, you know, can get us toward, you know, where we need to be and especially, you know, trying to get those goals in. And I think you can really help out with that. Excellent. All right. Plug away. Tell everybody where they can find like-minded seagulls. Yeah, definitely. So I run Stateside Seagulls on Twitter and Instagram. It's B-H-A-F-C Stateside for anybody who is in the United States who wants to be or is a Brighton fan. Um, we also are starting to maybe potentially, depending on COVID, um, have some meetups at McGurk's in Federal Hill. So if you're in Baltimore, definitely hang out with us at McGurk's. Um, and then we have watch parties and supporters groups all across the United States. So if you're in New York, Chicago, Tulsa, LA, you're going to find people there. Excellent. Mel, if you would, please, just one more time. Get my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. Just makes me happy inside to hear that song. Getting you a TikTok was scarier than getting my daughter a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I wake up after a night of drinking and have text messages to TikTok links from this guy. You too? It's (laughs) fucking ridiculous. No, 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 no. no. Y'all need to know. And then I love the group text. Mel, need this clip for the show. When we get get to Alan, Alan and I are brethren in the TikTok. We just send stuff to each. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know about how and come liquor. You just don't know. You don't know. Uh, excuse me? You don't know about Uncle Roger. You don't know about nothing, okay? I'm okay you, with all of that. And you don't know how to be mad elegant either, okay? I'm just <laughs> telling you that right now. <laughs> Sam, take it away. I don't even know where we are. Uh, Burnley. Finally, Burnley. Burnley. A supp- fuck, we've got somebody. I know. Holy shit. <laughs> we found the one American that supports Burnley. Uh, I like to refer to them as the Great Depression Club uh, because they do so much with so little. Uh, uh, Mr. Brett, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Glad to be here in the flesh. You know, that little bit of resurrection. Here I am. Look at this. I exist. Um, you know what? When I'm the, the phoenix, when the phoenix rises for. from the ashes, it usually comes back as another phoenix. <laughs> this one, it's like wings are clipped. It's like, <laughs> it's like a lame beak. It's like the uh, girl the from Dodo the calling yeah. or the, uh, um, the grudge. We just had to be patient <laughs> to find the right person. That's perfect. All right, buddy. Um, so let's see. In typical Burnley fashion, of course, there is not much activity going on in the signings uh, situation. Do you think that Sean Dyche will be able to keep 
a seemingly stale team on side this season. I know the likes of Tchaikovsky have wanted to leave. I know uh, a few others. McNeil, I, I heard, was being sold. I heard uh, Sean Dice was at kind of odds with the board a bit. Uh, may have fallen out with a few players. Do you think that they'll be the same force that they have been? You know what? Um, I'm just absolutely buzzing. Uh, and especially this whole rise like a Phoenix, you know, come out like, you know, some horror film monster, <laughs> right? Um, we've spent 12 times what we spent in the past two transfer windows. So 12 um, quid. Yeah, that's right. 12 million quid. That's right. So uh, we're, we're feeling great over here and uh, we're cooking in Burnley standards. You know, I absolutely think we'll, we'll stay up. I think Daesh can do it. We bought Collins from Stoke. That's our favorite uh, supermarket to, to grab players. So uh, we've done it again. And I think he's a, a great backup, a great fill-in for Tarkowski when he suddenly gets an, oh, my toe hurts at the beginning of the season, hopefully yeah. forcing a move or something like that. But we're, we're quite solid at the back. You know, we have uh, only one right-sided midfield player. Um, so I, I'm thinking absolutely we'll, we'll stay up. We'll get over the line. That's no problem. As long as we make at least one more midfield signing. Otherwise we only have two recognized wide midfield players for the entire um, squad. <laughs> so that, that's, that's really the, that's really the thing we, we absolutely need to. And, you know, we've, uh, we've got a number of signings that, you know, they say are in the works, possibly, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, which would be a mind-blowing signing for someone like Burnley. Also, Maxwell Cornet from Olympic Lyonnais, which, you know, that beautiful goal he scored against Man City in the, the Champions League, right? Putting someone like that with pace, right? We're, we're crying out for pace. They, they call us old donkeys, you know, when they play us. Yeah. Uh, anyone <laughs> plays us. So, unfortunately, um, we need someone that can move like McNeil can. You know, he's got that beautiful left foot. He can, he can attack, he can score, he can create out of nothing. We need something like that. I gotcha. Um, you talked a lot about staying up, obviously. Is that what success will be for Burnley this season? I know, what was it, two, three years ago, we were all talking about pushing on for the European places, um, uh, you know, essentially by keeping it airtight at the back. I think you started that season with a 3-0 win at Chelsea, and then after that didn't score more than one goal in a game except for two or three times. So... What will success actually look like for Burnley this season? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we're definitely going to have to score goals. If uh, Chris Wood could find his shooting boots early, I think we'll uh, we'll be doing great, right? There's only like a handful of strikers in the league that score uh, plus 10 goals every season, and it's up there with like Kane and, uh, you know, Abba and all, all kinds of stuff. But success for Remember Burnley. Remember, too, a Burnley 10 is like a Manchester City 30. Right. Well, that's fair. Absolutely. That. Especially when it comes from somebody that can't tie his own shoes like Chris Wood. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, watch out. Let's go. His <laughs> eyes are too close together and he looks like an idiot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, he looks he like he's thick. Goals. That, that's all. You know, I, I don't care. He does look kind of funny. I, I love Chris is like great player. He does look a little funny. But, 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 but I think, I think success for Burnley, if we make two or three wide signings, right, absolutely has to be over 12 right? Has to be over the 12th place. And if we get that three creative midfielders, Europe is success. Well, We've that's it. it I mean, I, honestly, we do the, it again. the biggest problem right? with, with Burnley, I, I was wondering why Jeff Hendrick didn't play as much as he did when he was there. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Irishman, it was, 
they've all just lacked the creativity. I mean, Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood can both finish things off. They can both head the ball beyond belief. And, and you know, with with uh, Ashley Barnes out there kissing people all the time, it's brilliant. So what do you love to see it? it right. It's fantastic. <laughs> if you can get balls into the box, but they've lacked service. And that's that's the end of it. Um, the last question I have for you, sir, uh, and then go ahead and plug away where where uh, you talk to yourself on the Internet. Uh, does Sean Dyche make it through this season? Because, like I said, I, I, we've heard rumors, right? The the rumor mill is going that he's fallen out with some players. He's fallen out with the board. Um, does he make it through the season? Well, we do have uh, new owners. ALK Capital came in. So we have American owners, which is absolutely wild. And, th- you know, we signed someone in June. So, you know, the sky Wait a is falling. Wait, time, time, time out, time out. Hold over. on. I'm sorry. A-OK? <laughs> A-L-K. Oh. A-L-K. I thought he said A-L-K. Everything's A-L-K. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like what? some, some terrible the, supermarket bought yeah. us. No shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. It's okay. It's okay. It, it, it feels like it's typical Burnley fashion. Now you, you got to beat up on yourself a little bit. Anyway, um, yes, he makes it through the season um, if he's backed in this transfer window. And I can't see him being terminated in any way, shape, or form. Sean Dyche is Burnley Football Club. I mean, that that is underlined, bolded. That's the truth. But I, I bet if he's not backed and we're in the relegation places by Christmas, he walks. I'm I'm almost I'm almost positive he walks. He's only got a year left on his contract. If he's not backed, what can he do? He's done everything for that club. Shoestring budgets. He kept them up on sub one million pounds last season after four players departed, right? He, like he cleared the training pitch of earthworms, <laughs> right? He sucked them all down himself and the gravel <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the gravel. That's right. Well, where can everybody find you, man? Um, uh, at my Twitter, uh, at fade foot, but, um, North American clarets we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're all, all over the place. Uh, we have a regional meetup in Washington, DC, hopefully October 2nd against our good friends, Norwich city, um, at the lucky bar in DC. There's more regional meetups going around lucky bars all around awesome the nation as well. Lucky as bars have well great party as, go as well as, um, Ontario clarets, also part of North American Clarets have a meetup coming. Um, one thing I'd like to plug, uh, I have some friends at Overthinking Football. If you look up on Twitter, Overthinking Football, it's essentially Moneyball, uh, Fantasy Prem Drafting, right? Um, it's two friends out of the Ivy League school pen. Um, they're just running numbers. And who's going to get you the most points back? Uh, absolutely successful. Uh, my friend Chris cleaned on like essentially every fantasy group he played uh just <laughs> running numbers and and doing it it's it's a pretty wild thing also i'm uh i'm drinking a local beer Earthrider brewery from superior wisconsin nice. um and the only reason i'm drinking it is because a friend gave it to me for free in the backyard last night at a fire so lovely there you go awesome so make sure you check out burnley online and go meet up with all six other people that support burnley Oh hell! Actually, it's seven. <laughs> I'm I'm number seven. No, I I, I will. Uh, if you if you're able to make it out to the DC thing, I will come out as well. I would love to. Um, Annapolis is twenty minutes away. Nice and easy, and and Lucky Bar is a great great place to go watch matches. I've got two kids. I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into the next one. We got to keep this rolling because this is going to be a three-hour show like it normally is every year. All right. Chelsea, 
allow us to welcome back the largest ego in the room because they, they won a Champions League. Many largest would say, ego on the Zoom. I'm still sitting here, bro. Okay? I would say, I, I would say, you know, well, I mean, they won a trophy last year, unlike you. Um, they, uh, it's did the show last year was fantastic. It's already plugged his uh his podcast with uh with simon but of course we'll yeah. mention it again strangers in their own land the mls podcast we got our boy gabe gabe how Absolutely. the fuck are you man we're doing i'm doing great i'm doing great uh chelsea somehow won the champions league i'm still not sure how to be really honest as a chelsea fan i it's, it's two words city lost <laughs> And Conte, Conte can win a trophy for anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, like, Olympics, put him in gymnastics. He's going to win you a gold. <laughs> what's real, what's is, really funny is it was because he can't score himself. It was the movement of Timo Werner. That's what won them the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> the movement of Timo Werner can do a lot of things, my friend. Not on and off the pitch. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, oh, so he misses off the pitch too. That, that's good yeah, to hear. Absolutely. He's lost a lot in London. He's wandering, but quickly. He's got a nice pace, nice pace about him. <laughs> All right, um, let's get right into it. You've got okay. the pieces, right? There, there's no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. This is a club. If you need something, it will get bought, right? Yes. Got to murder a few people allegedly along the way. Roman will do yeah. what Roman's going to do, but mm-hmm. the pieces will be there. The manager gets you the uh, Champions League. Yep. Can this all translate to winning the Prem? I mean, Yes. I mean, it's they they won the Champions League, so why can't you win the Prem? You know, it really. I mean, it comes down to uh, Marina works in mysterious ways. Uh, uh, she right now we're working on like you, there's lots of rumor about Holland. I'm not sure if that gets done. To be really honest, it's it's late in the game, uh, but Borussia Dortmund plays a hard bargain. We'll see what happens. Um, and then the and then the one thing I'm hoping really gets done is the uh, Jules Kunde. With Sevilla, their center back. There's a lot of rumors about that. I'm more confident in that happening than the Holland piece. Um, but he would be really nice to add to our defense. Um, we've got Ashby, um, you've got Silva, and you've got Rudiger back there. To get a young 22-year-old that has a lot of potential at Sevilla, it really could, um, to learn on the tutelage of those guys and kind of bring them up um, and up through could be a nice piece for us. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and and last year was really interesting. All the competition that's in our midfield with um, Havertz, Werner, Pulisic, Mount, Loftus Cheek, Adoy, uh, George, and like it's that group all competing with each other. It's it really we bear the fruits of it. Um, I'm really interested if Zayas is around by the end of the season. He really struggled with the Premier League last year. I worried about his physicality on the last show, and it showed. Like he didn't have as mm-hmm. much space and. He got lost in some games, so it'll be it'll be kind of interesting to see where kind of the forwards kind of line out. Um, when well, you think about and, it too, with your young mid, I your, could tell you where Timo Werner's going to line out, and it's offsides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, or on his knees with the head in the ground because he just put <laughs> it in row Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely, he, no, I, and, and, and he didn't do any himself any. Uh, favors in the Euros either. He looked much of the same, unfortunately. So Absolutely. I was kind of hoping for a little bit of better showing there. And you know, it's it's tough. And even with Timo Werner uh, being off off uh, kilter there, we still won the Champions League. So it's pretty amazing. So even if he's a little bit more in form, we'll just win the league in the Champions League again. All right. So leading into the next one, Chelsea yeah. famously does not suffer bullshit from its managers. No. Thomas Tuchel does not suffer bullshit from clubs. 
how is this going to fucking work? I don't. I don't. I, 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 like, it's, it's amazing just, that it worked last year. You know, they honest. only signed um, him up for eighteen months to begin with. I think it just—it it? It just feels like like the first sign of trouble. They'll cut loose, and they probably shouldn't. Oh, uh, I like thought you they, were going to say he may oh, get cut because like, it's Roman Abramovich. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he they loved Frank Lampard. He even got a personal note for Roman when mm-hmm. they fired him. Um, oh, and, thanks, uh, thanks, Dickhead. But, <laughs> yeah, he got a nice personal note. Yeah. He doesn't usually. He what usually doesn't douche. speak to people. I can't believe exactly. that. Oh, hey, by the way, you're fired. We got you exactly. a lovely parting gift. But but we love you, Frank. <laughs> yeah. um, but honestly, if you think about it, all the people that it's not bad to be fired by Chelsea. I mean, sorry, got to go to Juventus. Uh, Conte just won the Serie A. Uh, Mourinho somehow ruins a bunch of clubs and still gets work. Um, Benitez, uh, Newcastle loves him. You got Matteo Angelotti. I mean, getting fired by Chelsea, you, I mean, your career is still ahead hey, of hey, you. Hey, so. hey, 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 Angelotti, shh, shut your mouth. Too fucking soon. Too soon. <laughs> He's he's a lovely Italian, <laughs> a lovely Italian. But I just I'm just saying he's doing that thing where he laughs and cries at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see I it. Know it was coming over on Zoom, but I can see it here. I just feel good because I know Ryan's crying right now too. <laughs> I just um, I, honestly I feel really good about Chelsea if if they could get a couple of signings. But I mean, their wing backs with Chilwell and Reese. I mean, we're really deep. There's no reason why this team can't win. I mean, yep. I don't have to do a bunch of research to make myself feel better about my player, Simon. Um, so I, I just, the proof is in the pudding. Love it. All right. Gabe, plug, plug away. Absolutely. Plug away. Absolutely. So I, uh, of course I'm a part of a uh, charm city in America with, uh, um, the blues, um, the charm city blues. And we meet at Salancha and, uh, and Fe- uh, fellas point in Baltimore. So feel free to hop online and sign up for that. If you're a blue, new blue to the area, there's a big group of us there. Um, I'm also part of uh, our podcast, uh, Strangers in Our Own Land, where we uh, try to fall in love with MLS. It's been a lot of fun. I fall in love with Fafa Pico, a winger for the Houston Dynamo. Uh, so uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're we're not that educated about the MLS, so don't expect in depth. It's just us trying to figure it out. And, uh, Good news, if- we're not very educated about the Premier League, and we've been doing a show for four fucking years. Listen, if if you would like some advice from an award-winning podcast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll uh, talk to Mel. Um, <laughs> yeah, she won three. We won one. Um, uh, uh, yes, Gabe. How can I help you? Uh, American <laughs> citizens. Absolutely. Thank you, Mel. Okay, American citizens love a train wreck. So just enter in Inter-Miami segment every week, and you'll be fine. Oh. It'll be good. Absolutely. Because no, Phil, anything that Phil Neville has the biggest black cloud over him. <laughs> I mean, he's the he heir does. apparent to Kevin Keegan, honestly. <laughs> Just a hapless fuckface that was a decent enough footballer. Kevin Keegan was yeah. was world class. But they're just in everyday life are just hapless fucks, and it's yeah. hysterical. All right. Well, thank you very much, Gabe. Sam. Thanks, he finally jumped in on the Zoom. We've got him here. Yeah, fashionably late from the posh side of London. <laughs> Jesus. Crystal Palace. Mr. Brad, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. How are you? Not bad. Uh, I feel like now with your managerial uh, uh, acquisition, we are less rivals now because I kind of want to see him do well. So So he can be your manager? Eventually, yes. Is uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) firstly, is Patrick Vieira the answer to the boring Roy Hodgson question? That's a really tough sentence to say. Boring Roy Hodgson 
question. Rory. Uh, you want to try again? Nope. Nope. <laughs> We're just going to roll with it. Pretend right. it didn't happen. Close enough. Um, I think any manager would have been the answer to that. Uh, he's boring. No matter what, Roy Ball. Roy Ball. Yeah, it is hard. That was boring, and it was going to be boring no matter what. But we made it boring for him because we weren't going to sign a player until he was gone. And we had the oldest. They didn't trust the old man with the checkbook, basically. Right. We had the oldest team in the league, and we kept getting older and older because we had a plan. We knew that Roy could keep them in the league. So we spent our money building the academy. We got to Cat One Academy status, and we started winning trophies with our U23 and U19 teams, building up, keeping players in South London is our long-term plan. That's the concrete Catalonia, and we want them to stay now, come through our academy, and actually play for Crystal Palace that's the only way we're going to be the team that we want to be, the club that we want to be. And so, yeah, Patrick Vieira is the answer for a few months. It's either going to end up where he's not good and we're back where we were before, or he's great and he's going to end up somewhere else really soon. So then, you know, then we can look at two national teams that are doing fantastic right now with former Crystal Palace players uh, at the helm, either England with Gareth Southgate or the U.S. winning trophies every month with former uh, U.S. Uh, with former Crystal Palace player Greg Berhalter in charge because he was there for like six games. <laughs> there we go. He counts. Yeah. He counts. Yeah. He lasted as long as Frank DeBoer. We, we claim Landon to be in ours, even though we only played a couple of months on two different t- occasions. So you can claim him, too. I've never heard of Frank DeBoer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Neither did your players because they didn't sure shit didn't listen to him. Um, he, was to them. he was a dick to every one of them and every person in the building. And that's why he was gone in like 40 days. Yeah, exactly. That guy, I hate his guts. Uh, so a few signings have been made, uh, which all seemed decent enough at least. Uh, and letting Gary Cahill go uh, just brought the average age of your squad down to 26. Um, the second it happened, uh, I, I apologize to everybody that heard that joke during sound check. If Brad was here on time, I wouldn't have made it again, uh, during the regular show. Uh, yeah, anyway, you <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, yeah. but anyway, the point is, is, is this new blood and honestly, the lowering of the average age of the squad, is that all palace needs to make a push and be comfortable in staying up and, and maybe try to press on for that conference league or that Europa league place. Or yeah, I mean, it's is a, there it's more that you're going to risk need? Because there's a massive turnover, and who knows if they'll gel or fall apart. But we weren't ever <laughs> going to do anything besides hang around with a bunch of 32-year-olds and overpaying for guys. Our, our wage bill was insane the past few years. And by the way, thank you. That was adorable for saying that it was there are some decent signings. Like, we're making quality signings over and over again. Yeah, we didn't pay 50 million pounds for Ben White. We went and got two defenders plus four other guys for less than that. So I think we're doing the best we've ever... This is going to rank with top two or three all-time windows for us. Um, and we're doing it by signing I mean, if it guys comes off, that yes. are... What's that? I said, if it comes off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're signing guys that are from... 19 to 23 years old um, to five-year deals. So 
we're looking long-term again, we have the Academy. We have players that are going to be coming up from the cat, the Academy. Vieira is already tabbed too, that he says are going to be on the first team this year. Um, but you know, back-to-back years, we've signed the championship player of the year, or at least the guy who has been the best player. And I can't wait for the drunken transfer show for you to try and pronounce some of the guys we signed. Um, I'm really optimistic with the change in philosophy for Crystal Palace. The boring play is gone. I don't know how we're going to line up. I don't know what we're going to do. But it's going to be different, and we're going to try. So I'm all for that. I hear you. You know, it's what makes me nervous about it for you, if I was in your shoes, is a complete change of the DNA of the club over the last – 10 years, right? And yeah. every time they do this, 10 games later, they sack the guy and revert to what they did previously that just kept him in the league. So cool. it's it's a little nerve-wracking that, yeah, you know, hey, we're going to do all this fun stuff. It's going to be great. Beautiful football's coming back to the palace. And then, bub kiss. So the, the, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think the one difference this time is they're buying players to do it. And you have Frank a former Arsenal player. They brought him in like they brought him in in like the end of July, gave him three weeks and zero players. You know, yeah, they, no, I hear you there. They, and that that's true. The the process has been better. Uh anything you'd like to plug, brother, uh for uh finding yeah, Crystal, Crystal Palace? Palace DC on Twitter. Um where when when people are allowed to go places, we're at uh Ireland's four courts watching the games. Um, and my older daughter's off at college starting in a, in about a week. So half of the tournaments that I have to go to are done. So we'll be there much more often this year, uh, up the palace, best of luck to everybody this season, except for, you know, that team down on the coast. I was about to say, Paul's here. Would you like Same to say to a few kind words to, to, to uh, <laughs> Paul at all? He knows what happens. I mean, it's 40 plus years. They finished above us twice and one of those two times we beat him in the playoffs. So. I mean, it's what we all say. Fuck the Merseyside Derby. Fuck the North London Derby. It's the El Gatwico. I mean, we know that's where the bread is buttered <laughs> in the Premier I League. Mean, we right know there. where the face of the Premier League in the U.S. Where yep. her- <laughs> Rebecca, now. No. Rebecca Lowe's is in the next support? year when you're not there. Rebecca Lowe's a power yeah, sure. yeah. Finish above us once and then you can talk. See you later, Paul. Between... <laughs> Between Jan, Rebecca Lowe, and now Patrick Vieira managing the club, I may have a soft spot for Palace. Uh-oh, you may have a soft spot Uh-oh. for Palace. We're everyone's second club. That's that's what we're known for. Go watch the uh, Amazon documentary, too. It's awesome. Excuse me. That's Leighton Orient, sir. Okay? <laughs> everyone's second club is Leighton I mean, fucking the O's. Orient. Yeah, come on, you O's. All right. Let's, let's get into it. The part of the uh, show that I personally am very excited to talk about. Got... Uh, Good friend, host of the American Toffee Podcast, one Mr. Ryan Williams joining us today. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm all right. Uh, you know, your first question, I, you totally loaded it. I mean, it's it's what's the plan when you know there's not a great plan? Okay? Well, I mean, I, are we right? <laughs> no. You stole my fucking retort. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I blew it. We should have coordinated this up front, man. Well, I have to like you up. 
Well, I also <laughs> I also good. loved I like loved right off the jump with um when you were talking with um uh, uh Brent with uh Burnley, I hear him talking about the analytic pool and I just see Ryan drooling going, <laughs> where do I sign up? When do I do this? Analytics, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I see my <laughs> reputation is pursued. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Well, it's uh, like I said, get right into it, rip the band-aid off. Carlo, go bye-bye. Hurt all our feelings. Rafa's now our manager. What the fuck are we supposed to be doing now? Yeah, I mean, look, I think the goal is still the same. I mean, I'm sure we're still shooting for European spots, but ultimately hope is not a strategy. I mean, look, I I think some people think it's not going to be that significant just because we defended a lot last year in the second half. I think that's insane. I think it's a massive difference from man management, not Rafa's strong suit, to tactics. And and look, I mean, Rafa's counterattack and low blocks very different than what Carlo was doing. Um, that being said, I, I mean, I do think some of it, uh, you know, I wasn't a massive fan of Benitez's hiring, but some of it, like his obsessive organization, the orchestration kind of on his counter, I, I think it'll be welcome. And I think it's good for still a team with a lot of young players. Uh, and I was happy what I saw in Florida, you know, I was at the last two games, Florida Cup. Don't say we haven't won a trophy. Yeah, um, we won something. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, take it. You got to take it, Sam. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think what I saw him do, I was pretty happy about. They played a higher line. I was surprised about that. Um, you didn't just play his typical 4-2-3-1, which you know he's going to start off with. And I saw him mess around with a 4-4-2 in defense. That was a surprise. And even a 4-3-3 in the last day. So, um, but look, his number one goal, Rafael Benitez, plan or no plan, is He's got to keep the existing talent. That's got to be number one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because hey, there careful. was an investment Don't, don't use his full government. Oh, wait, it doesn't work for Mike Ashley anymore. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's we fine. don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's actually got nice ownership that'll, uh, you know, help him grow and develop a little. So not, not, it's not Mike Ashley. Don't worry. Well, no, well, never ending grow and develop a little. No, never ending possibles. Ca- no puking in a fireplace. <laughs> It'll be all okay. Okay. You better be careful because, um, uh, I could see Alan rocking in his chair right now. It's like his I'm trying going. not to look at the Zoom screen. <laughs> the uh, No, uh, Rafa famously tried to help Cristiano Ronaldo develop at Real Madrid by trying to change his free kick technique. Oh, don't so, worry. That, well, that he conversation also told, uh, coming with Hamas. To, to stop hitting the ball with the outside of his foot. That was one of his shining moments. So. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, we know he's going to have a conversation with Hamas about how he takes free kicks, right? There and how to pass no the ball. There is no way this could we go wrong. There is no way this could go wrong. Well, that, that's all. the one that's shocking, though. Think about it. I mean, the owner clearly made this uh, decision to to hire the the manager. I mean, had no one else really to do with it. It seems I like everyone else was against you'll it. So you hire Big Sam but, again in December. But, yeah, but think about that. You hire it. Don't even say that. That's not funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't even say his name on the podcast. You know that. Like, yeah, you refuse to utter his name. They will not say Big Sam. They don't. Yeah, say no, it. we won't. We won't. I won't say it now either. But I mean, look. I mean, does it make any sense to hire the guy? I mean, the owner's the one who brought in Hummus, right? So that's your big cash cow, you know? And he was, when he played last year, he was absolutely phenomenal in terms of his production. So you go and hire the one manager, you know, that doesn't really get on with the guy. So I, you know, I got to hope that the idea behind that is he knew he could patch it up or it wasn't that big a deal, but boy, that doesn't seem like a wise move, does it? No. Uh, lead into the uh, next question. Everton yeah. so far have made a few kind of shrewd veteran signings, people that are going to fill out the bench, give us a little depth and seem to help out. Sure. But this, the two standing problems are still out there. We don't play the ball up the right side of the field because we can't because there's nobody playing there, you know, yep. or we try to put somebody yep. on the left side to play on the right side, which no go so good. Um, is this still 
brand's project? Is there still thought process? There's rumors, but they're rumors. It's a dartboard and a name. You never know what's really going to happen. Are we going to get that right fullback? And are we going to get that right wing? No, Sam, that's the mirror. Yeah. Is the dartboard and a name. <laughs> yeah, <heard. laughs> it's the daily mirror. Okay. Heard. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I mean, uh, look, it's not Star- it's Mar- Marcel Brands' project, clearly. I mean, he's not selecting the manager. And let's be honest, any club, if they don't have a strong identity and a strong vision, you can't really have a strategy. I mean, you could throw goals out there, but they're kind of irrelevant. Um, and for a director of football, I mean, you've got to have a trickle-down playing style from that identity and vision. That's got to be passed down be- above you. You can't establish that on your own. That's crazy. It doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Um, So as a result, I mean, he's bouncing from manager to manager and different playing style to different playing style. And it's hard to work in tandem with a manager and do recruitment differently. You know, every new guy, it seems like every year. And yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, some of the signings, Gray's an interesting signing. I mean, he's got to work harder and he has to adapt. I mean, he constantly dwelled on the ball at Leverkusen. It took forever. He's going to have to change that. I think every new manager deserves an advocate. I mean, Townsend works for me. He's not that expensive. I they're mean, all look, cheap. Look, at least that's, all three of those sightings were dirt cheap. They're fine. Yes, that's the key. Look, if you're going to go get old guys, don't spend any money on them. That makes no sense for a team that doesn't have massive revenues. Spend your money on the younger guys that either get a return on investment downstream in terms of performance or a return on, on money. And look, we know. Everton clearly need a right wing and a right back. So the problem is they're counting on a Moise Keane sale to PSG and PSG is playing hardball. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. Um, if that happens, I think it'll be okay. But otherwise, I don't know how Brands is going to get, you know, m- much sales out of a combination of guys. Maybe Andre Gomes leaves. Uh, John Joe Kenny will probably go. God knows what's going on with Gilfy Sigurdsson's situation. Uh, Bernard went, you know, he was on a free basically, but he was on big wages. So, I mean, there's some, some room there, but look, Put it this way. Worst case scenario, Moise Keane plays for Everton this year. I mean, the guy banged in 17 goals, non-penalty goals for PSG last year. And it wasn't nothing, you know? And look, don't sleep on J.P. Bameen. I'm telling you right now, man. Mm -hmm. When he was signed to replace Ghana guy a couple years ago, Brands, I thought it was the best move he made in a long time. He's been injured for two straight years. He looks like the beast he signed out of Mainz. Um, So that's going to help a lot. But yeah, I mean, if you don't get right-sided players enough, uh, it's not going to help. And, and we need at least a right back and ideally a right wing. So what we need to do is spend 50 million on bubble wrap and wrap JPEG in it. And he'll be I okay. Mean, the, <laughs> that's the it. problem is though, you're he's, behind, you're behind fr- financial. He's more fragile. So than that's, Car- that's the narrative. Yeah. He's more fragile than Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Walk hey, into his car to training and breaks his foot. He's been healthy. Tw- he's been on. healthy so far. So far he's been, I mean, I, yeah, he I, hurt look, his last I injury. Would, was, I will was, knock on Ikea playing. particle board for you. Okay. Dude, you laugh. The last injury he had, he got it playing soccer tennis. Yeah, and he was out for two years. <laughs> I know, I know. And he was what coming back. Fuck? He looked good. I think he played 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Soccer tennis injury. Yeah. Months after that. Um, yeah. Ryan, plug away. Oh, uh, yeah. Check out the American Toffee podcast um, on Twitter, USA Toffee Pod. Um, check out our Discord server, linktr.ee. Uh, backslash USA Toffee Pot. We got some good stuff coming out, including a nice interview with Tim Howard. And uh, we're also on Toffee TV USA. So check us out. Excellent. See, you managed to do it without dropping an F bomb. I'm proud of you, Ryan. And did you chase all of your kids away so they didn't hear us dropping F bombs left and right? 
I can hear him in the background. <laughs> so I, look, it, my, my, my 11 year old went to all the matches, you know, in Florida. So he heard and saw some things that has never seen from him. He has, he's had a lot to talk about the last couple of days. All right. You know, Graham. what's, funny? You know what's yeah. funny about Florida real quick. Arsenal Facebook uh, that I saw and Twitter was blowing up with. Couldn't cancel my flight. Still here. Anybody want to do anything? You saw <laughs> a couple of them. Really? You sad. saw a couple of jerseys. Yeah. It was really sad. I felt so bad for everyone. I know. They were all over the place and it was pretty sad. And they're like, we're fucking stuck. Hotels. Yeah, exactly. Why so COVID? Here we go. Exactly. I gave a couple of beer. You know, that's all I could do, man. There I, you I go. did my part. Awesome. We appreciate your charity, Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Sam. Now, now it's time for us to walk around in circles and talk in the ground. <laughs> no shit. Geckle, geckle, geckle. I have questions about Bielsa, my friend. How are you? One more though? time. Geckle. There you go. <laughs> How uh, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Sam's and oh, producer Mel? Doing very lovely. Well. Uh, obviously, you had a great season last season uh, for a newly promoted side, at least. Um, will Marcelo be able to keep this going, or will it crash and burn as it has in his previous jobs? I know we kept asking that question last season, but uh, now he's got a full season under his belt. I know it was kind of stop start. The season was weird with COVID. It was kind of. I don't know if you had time to get tired, if that makes sense. You just kind of went on adrenaline. Now that we have a regularly scheduled program, will he be able to keep this going? Yeah, I think Leeds will. They're not suffering a second season syndrome. This team and the back room, just they're symbiotic. Like Victor Orta, you know, he looks, he scouts, he gets the players. He knows what, what's missing from the team. He knows what Bielsa needs. Because usually when it flamed out with Bielsa, the board would say, oh, we're going to spend money, and they wouldn't spend money. You know, everyone talks about Marseille, but well, this was when African League of Nations is in January. And Bielsa said, I'm going to need players because two of my guys are going to the African Cup of Nations. And then they faltered, you know, when they were missing. But then they came back and won the last five games of the season in Marseille. So we, we, they have that togetherness between the board and the coach and the squad, the, the, the core has been together. This will be their fourth season with Bielsa. So, I mean, they've got everything working. So I don't see this is the longest he's been in a job for a while. Yeah. Yes. It's actually the longest he's been in any club. It's also the most, uh, physio tables they've gone through. In that same length of time. I would say that his <laughs> naked body has laid on in the dark due to COVID restrictions. Yeah. They need but he to says, buy. I need more physio tables. The board gives it to him. Cause they're like, I know. you know what they, you're doing. And they need to buy a new one every time they lose because he lays on it naked. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, locking up Jack Harrison uh, on a permanent was, was massive. Um, and famously, Bielsa likes a small squad with not a lot of rotation. Uh, where do the other new boys fit in? Obviously, Jack Harrison was there last season on loan. Um, where do the other new boys fit in? And if they do fit in, really, who gets dropped, if anyone, in those positions? Yeah, so I think they've made about five or six signings this year, and four of them are really for the U23s. So I doubt we're going to see them until at least halfway through the season, and then probably only Lewis Bate from Chelsea who is an English youth internationals and has, he's got a big pedigree, you know, Chelsea fans were sad to see him go. Um, but the main signing is uh, junior Furpo from Barcelona. And before that, uh, Sam Graham's boys, Real Latif, who I 
just learned it was Sam Graham's boys. Um, <laughs> I found that out today too. <laughs> but so he's he's a left back, and so Alioski was a free agent. They tried to re-sign him, and he went to Saudi Arabia. But I think Furpo projects <laughs> a lot like Johnny Alioski, like not a great on-ball defender, but uh, really fit. We'll just bomb up and down the wing because it. But, at Barcelona, he didn't play much because Jordi Alba is the left back. You're not taking Jordi Alba's place. So they, they spent, uh, I believe it was 13 million pounds. So, I mean, it's not nothing, but also if it doesn't pan out, it's not going to ruin the squad. I mean, in terms in football terms, it is nothing. 13 million yeah. quid is pocket change. Exactly. Yeah. In and, football uh, in terms, yeah. So they played Real Batiz Saturday, and they had a really nice interchange on the left with uh, – Dallas Harrison and Furpo put in a one-time cross for Bamford to head in. So I was, I'm already all, I'm all in on junior Furpo at left back. All right. There you go. Uh, where can everyone find you and or leads on the old interwebs, my friend? So my Twitter is DPG one, two, four. I don't do a ton of tweeting, but uh, I'll retweet the DU football show Twitter. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then there's LU America's on Twitter which isn't super active, but the Leeds United America's Facebook is active. And so we're 38% owned by the 49ers investment group. So they're really trying to um, kind of expand the U.S. fan base. Uh, they've worked on improving the the club shop. Uh, JD Sports is in America, which I just learned. There's one in the Christiana Mall. So they're going to sell the Leeds jerseys at JD Sports stores. So if you're heading up 95 and you want some tax-free shopping at JD's, pick up a Leeds kit. And then American Outlaws Baltimore. I'm in the I'm on the board. So we've got three uh, qualifiers uh, the first week of September, the second, the fifth, and the eighth. So if you're in the area, come out to Diamondback Brewing Company in Locust Point. If you say you know the Sams or do you football show, I'll buy you a beer. Love it. Hey, that's there you go. Money where the mouth is. I like that. The other thing. Americans also love a dickhead club. Is uh is Simon still here? Uh, because he supports yeah, the Cowboys. I've, I've, yeah. So <laughs> it's I had, true. I had, I had to get. I had to get it in. Thank you. So, What's the name of your team? All of Simon's. Too. All of Simon's teams uh, are ho- dickheads. Hopefully, not a name. I want it to stay exactly what it is. I, I want the Washington to, football team. I want it. To, I want it yeah, switched it to WTF. <laughs> I don't want it to have. I like. If, if you supported what I've supported for the last the thirty-five years, yeah. I mean, it's no coincidence you guys made the playoffs last year when you didn't have a name. It, it, the bad mojo goes. Yeah, Keep it's it. gone. It's done. Fair enough. Yeah. I, What's I re- your excuse? I remember being born on a uh, <laughs> on a lovely day, December thirty first, nineteen seventy two, when uh, Billy Kilmer and the Over the Hill you were born in seventy two. Jesus Christ! Out of the Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl that year. I remember. You're that. fucking old. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, son of old man. Let's move into the next one. This is actually for for me with all the clubs. This is the one that is the most interesting to me because it's Lester's on the cusp, right? And they oh, made Christ. some interesting signings. Here we go. They're on the brink. They're, uh, I'm just. I'm. I'm very. I, I'm glad dark. to have Mark back again. And uh, I know Mark regularly contributes to multiple sources with uh, within the Leicester uh, Football Club. And uh, Mark, it's great to have you back. And this is just. It's such an interesting club. You. It just. These last two seasons have been so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean. 
That's not a question, mate. I know. I'm just saying it. It's just a statement. It's just. It's like. It's like they're going to be in the Champions League. They're going to be in the Champions League. No, they're not. How's he supposed day? to respond to that? <laughs> it, it's. It's just. It's odd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Professional. Actually, you know what, Mark? I will go ahead and lead in with the question since my co-host pointed it out to <laughs> hey, me that I did. This not. is weird. Hey, Mel. Do you want to ask yep. a question? <laughs> So you know how to do these things, right? I mean, you win I'm, awards. I'm curious how oh, to keep Jim uh, uh, Vardy out of my fucking backyard because he's been by every night since we've been home. Oh yeah, he's been fucking with Kitty. <laughs> yeah, like, with Kitty. I, the I, chicken. I would like to know what the secret of that is. So with these past two seasons, with losing on the final day and missing out on Champions League, is the attitude of the club and the fan base we're really close or we're missing out? We're missing an opportunity. It's, it's, it's never, I mean, we're, we're Leicester city. I mean, we, we won, we won the title and, and that's like enough for everybody's whole life essentially to have won the title. Right. I mean, because mm-hmm. that it's still like never going to happen again. Right. I mean, <laughs> but um, so, so I think, I think that uh, what we've, what we've seen with the Leicester city fan bases, there are some people who might feel like we missed out, but, but I think really, in general, we're, we're really just happy in the way that the, the, the club has taken the title year and then turned that into basically becoming, I mean, you know, one of the top six or seven perennially now in terms of just the way the club it's run, is run. I mean, we, we, we go from roller coaster up and down. I mean, we lost our owner in a helicopter crash in the, um, you know, outside the stadium. I mean, it's, it's tragic and but 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 the club you know has just stabilized to this point where we have um, you know good signings continually coming in. We never overspend. We seem to get good signings over and over again. And we're at the point now where you you can't say to Leicester City like you know we're going to buy your best player unless they want to sell them. You know it, it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to be able to come in and get our best player from us. Unless, unless we're ready to sell them and then we're not selling them for anything less than, you know, uh, near record kind of sales. So, I mean, the, the club, is, the club is just, you know, they, they're, they're established at the point where, you know, they, they should be considered at least in that, um, top, you know, six, uh, discussion every single year right now, you know, long may that continue for us. Excellent. Now, um, do you think, because one of the major things that's really kind of hurt the club in these past two seasons was depth, you know, now everybody gets injuries. Last season was insane. Everyone saw a ton of injuries and trust me, we'll hear from the next one. That's going to talk about all the horrible things that happened to their club and the war crimes that are against Jordan Pickford and all that kind of shit. But anywho, do you feel I thought like you were also talking about Newcastle? Yeah, hard. Yeah. Do you feel Wait. like you uh, do you feel like Lester is making enough signings and the right signings to add depth to this squad so that doesn't happen a third time? Um so so with Lester it's a, it's a combination, right? I mean, so so we have some some names. So so we had some players that came up from or basically our, our academy and youth system that really, really hit it off really well. Like Harvey Barnes was one of the, you know, he was a terror in the league. And then he went down and got hurt for the rest of the year. James Justin is another player who was doing really well. He'd actually, you know, he was in the team and uh, Ricardo Pereira was not going to get in ahead of him until he went down injured. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. 
Harvey Barnes is back. Um, you know, James Madison was 50% for most of the last part of the year. Um, you know, we had center back injuries. Um, so those guys are all coming back. And then there's there's a, a new player, the name you're going to hear, uh, Kiernan Dewsbury Hall, who's actually looks like a really good uh, midfielder who's coming up. Um, so the signings they made, um, they, they basically added some uh, who, who they keep trying to find the next Vardy. I don't know if there ever will be another Vardy, but they, they signed Paxson Daka from uh, Red Bull Salzburg, who looks like he's got the speed. If he's got the positioning and the finishing, he could start to, to, to take over that. Um, uh, and then they signed a Buba Sumari for the midfield. You know, he's got a pass of good midfields. Midfielders, I don't think we're going to lose uh, Yuri Tielemans. They were talking about, mm-hmm. oh, he might go to Liverpool. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the situation at Leicester is is really good there. So I think that the combination of the players that are coming up, the combination of the players that are coming back, you know, I'm I'm expecting there to be, you know, a good like we're going to need those Europa League games and a good run in the Europa League to keep all the players satisfied because you know of the quality that they're really getting into their starting 25 is just just really going up right now. I mean it's it's uh you know it's a it's a good time to be a Leicester fan for sure. Hey Sam, I know you talked with a uh, certain uh, feathered friend in the backyard. Um there's some rumors going on I heard with uh some investments being made. Uh, yeah, so apparently one night after having the old tipple of uh, vodka and Red Bull, um, Jamie Vardy uh, went on eBay and bought a stake in the Rochester Rhinos uh, in the um, uh, uh, USL. I, I couldn't I, remember the league name. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would say it's to allegedly be closer to a certain uh, Kitty the Chicken. I think that's probably true as well. I, I think he um, wants to stake some roots in the uh, in the in the. America. Brad you know, said it's not Atlanta. true. It was uh, Colleen Rooney's account. Oh, okay. There's, Got a, it. there's <laughs> a lot of a, there's a lot of America loved by uh, Christian Fuchs. Actually, came in and he's at Charlotte now. So. Mm-hmm. And, and he always said he wanted to become a kicker in the NFL after he left. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, t- I tell you what, he was the Italy um, Austria game from the Euros, which was. One of the best games of the tournament. That was fantastic. Was yeah, so that good. game was fucking awesome. Christian Fuchs was fantastic on the desk. He was really, he was great. really, really good. He like, really was. Just one of those, yeah, it's like, wow, he was really fucking good. Literally, I mean, the the whole thing for Christian Fuchs is like, are we ever going to see him score a goal? Everybody wanted him to get that goal for Leicester because he never was able to. But, or maybe he did, actually. I don't actually remember. I know for the longest time he was trying to get one, but... I said, um, Mark, anything you need to plug any, uh, where can like-minded Lester fans hang out? So there's, uh, I haven't, I haven't been involved in it, but there is a, a U.S. Foxes, uh, podcast that is now dedicated to, to U.S. Foxes fans. And then I always plug the, uh, the New York Foxes uh, Jason uh, and, and those guys at the New York Foxes. Um, they've long been the top supporters club, uh, for, for anybody in the U.S. who's following Lester and they've, they've been the leaders for a long time, um, and then if, you, if you're if you into charity stuff, anything that's associated with the Vichai Foundation that Leicester City runs, basically they're, 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 they do tons of charities in Leicester. They have for a long time, and his son has kind of continued that 
that mold of just being a, you know, a big benefactor to the Leicester community. So anything just having to do with that, I just plug into and, and you'll be on very solid ground. Excellent. Love it. Thank you very much. So Sam, we can go ahead and move on to Manchester City, right? We don't have to talk about the next club. We can just pass on that one. All right. Right. Skip yeah. that right over. There's not, not really listen, much we need to talk listen. about. For how late Brad was, Russ was that early. Okay. So let's give, <laughs> let's give Russ his due. Okay. Mr. Russ, how are you today, sir? Liverpool Football Club. Everybody, everybody, please, moment of silence and respect for the Dutch tulip, Virgil van Dyke. Thank you. Please continue. (laughs) Russ, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you all doing? Uh, Not too bad, my friend. Uh, Was doing better. Speaking of the Dutch tulip, (laughs) uh, will Virgil van Dyke's return be the only thing Liverpool need to be title contenders again? No, but that's going to give them a big step forward. Um, Losing him, definitely you lost the leadership. You lost that backline chemistry and then just compounding injuries all year. But you did get to see a few people step up later on in the season, which was nice. But, you know, with Virgil in the lineup the last few years, they had 97, 99 points. They take Virgil out on a cheap shot by a goalie. They dropped down to 69 points for the season. Well, you see, you need to understand he doesn't have very long arms, so he used his very long legs to hurt him. T-Rex came flying in to kick and took out the Dutch. You know what I saw on Instagram the other day? What's that? Jordan Pickford's pajamas. Uh Uh-huh. Not attractive. (laughs) They were terrible. You know what he does? Saves fucking penalty kicks in uh, Euro finals. That's what that man does. Sorry, Russ. What? No problem. But one of the things <laughs> no getting getting Virgil back is going to help push the players back into their natural positions. You're going to get Fabinho being able to play up in a defensive midfielder. And now you've got a, a stable of talent coming back there with the, the center backs. You've got, you know, Matt Tip coming back for a few matches, at least Gomez coming back. Um, and then you, the two young guns, William and Phillips, they definitely stepped up there on the run to end the season. So it's definitely going to help round them back in, but they also got to get that midfield solidified and uh, the front three need to get back on four. Fabinho playing defensive mid is everything to that team. When Klopp started playing him at central defense, it completely fucked their chemistry. You know what I forgot to say? And actually, I, can, I can say that fairly as an Everton supporter. It ruined everything in their season when they moved him back to center defense. You know what? I'm going to save it for Ray. I'm not mm-hmm. going to bring it up yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, the second thing uh, I wanted to ask you, sir, is after the last two seasons where you got a, uh, a a Premier League title, right, and a Champions League title, the two seasons prior to this last one, so in the last three years, <laughs> you have a Champions League title and a Premier League title. Is anything short of lifting one of those two trophies considered a failure this season now that you will have a full complement of players? I think that's obviously being a top six team, you definitely strive for cups within your own country, not in Florida. So you really want to drive to. I also feel like home. that was a dig at me as well. Oh. <laughs> well, we don't, well, just I mean, need to, we don't just need to win cups in Florida. We also take four points off our rivals in a season two. Damn. I don't see, you know, us dropping six home matches again this year, like we did last year, but you know, being in the top six, you know, you want to spend that money. I'm like, you know, there's 50 million people find that aren't in Europe to buy players with. You know, they're going out and finding players and <laughs> hopefully they get a few more additions on their midfield. But 
yeah, lifting a trophy is always the goal at the end of the season. You know, what's a trophy. Really I feel like a League Cup would still be a failure, though. It's two specific trophies, the Champions League or the Premier League. Short of that, is it a failure for Liverpool Football Club? I don't want to go. Are you walking it, alone yes, at that point? Yes, you, you want that Premier League, but you don't have $200 million to spend like some other clubs do to try to bring in players. Well, come on. You just sold Jordan Shakiri. Of course you do. You have a ton of money. And they spend it wisely. And, you know, they're not they're not bringing in, you know, unwanted, you know, players. They're definitely trying to fit it in. But, yes, definitely going the Premier League title. That's the goal this year. And, uh, you know, one of those six losses, Sam, at uh, Anfield? Everton Football Club. <laughs> just just want to remind you that one. That one yeah, stung. Get- of all their losses, I bet you that one stung just a little bit more right there. We can't give four points to the noisy neighbors this year. We gotta, we gotta shut that down first. Uh, a Liverpool person using a Manchester United reference uh, as a dig at an Everton supporter is the stuff of dreams for me right now. <laughs> it's very meta. Okay. It is very, very it meta. Is, it is, it is meta world peace jumping into the stands of Detroit and punching the shit out of a fan. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, Sam, I gotta tell you. I was just yeah? gonna say I'm waiting for the line that makes me have to drink. That they lost the league. Oh, at Goodison Park. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they did lose the league at Goodison Park one year. That was That's pretty part of my too. DU drinking game that I play uh, over here. Yeah, <laughs> heard. Uh, anywho, um, Sammy, you want to wrap it up there with uh, Russ so we can get on to this very important guest that's next. Is there anything you'd like to plug, sir? No, just go out, support your club, you know, sign up for their memberships, their international memberships. Go around in Baltimore. You've got Smallsville that you can go and catch a match. And Northern Virginia, Crystal City Sports Pub, and a D.C. Queen Vic British Pub. So it's, go out and watch a match. It's Smaltimore, not Smallsville. Is this oh, a, small, sorry. a Netflix alien town? <laughs> it, that is. It's Smaltimore is the pub, you cunt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Beautiful. What are you doing over there? Sorry, Russ. Making me a very, very happy <laughs> oh, man. Russ, way to take one for the team, brother. You guys, I appreciate it. You guys know where I'm at every Sunday morning, so I'm not in these pubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, excellent. Uh, Sam, are we ready to talk about the champions? We are. We got a very, very special guest here to talk with us about Manchester City. That is fucking exhilarating. What, what else do you think? Sam, you want to chime in on this? I yeah, think. 100 million for Jack Relish. What do you think about that? <laughs> we did ask a question to our very esteemed guests. We'd like to hear a little bit more from them. All right, very good. There they are. And now the yeah, problem, okay. is, problem is... Hey, uh, fair yeah. analysis. Okay, fair I, analysis. Hey, they're more late than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, you know, I, I want to say what I said last year, which is, you know, if you don't show up on this show, you end up getting relegated, but then they won the fucking league. But they and did they start the year in 14th place. More money than God himself. Yeah, pretty so. much. So. Um, yeah, fuck them. Sam, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> Raymond, sir, how was work? Yes, sir. Sucked. Did your emergency get taken care of? Yes, Obviously, sir. you're here. Obviously. Good. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you think that all you really needed was Rafael Varane, who never actually wanted to play for City, uh, or for United, I mean, I'm sorry, he turned them down at least three times in his career, and Jaden Sancho, um, is that all you needed to be as good or better than Manchester City and Liverpool? 
and Chelsea. Liverpool. <laughs> and Arsenal. Liverpool, yes. No, uh, no, no, no. You don't get to shoehorn that one in. No. Hey. <laughs> Come on. We have nothing else to do but focus on the Premier League. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the uh, signings of Ron and Sancho, but I, I still think we're lacking to really compete with City. Uh, you know, I still think we have the chance to be top four, stay in the Champions League, but to compete with City for the Premier League title, I still think we're short um, a defensive <laughs> midfielder. I, mean, I think Matic, Matic being 33 now, I think as his birthday was yesterday, is just too much tread on those tires and uh, – I really think, you know, if we got that defensive midfielder that we should have gotten, I think that would, you know, we got two out of three pieces, and we just need that third piece, I think, to really compete for the title, in my opinion. Now, speaking of that, uh, and this is what I was going to say about Lester, and Mark brought up a good point about um, Yuri Tillemans being safe this summer uh, and, and potentially, you know, moving on, is I think you better watch out for Manchester United next summer. Mm-hmm. And Yuri Tillman. Yeah. They're going to need somebody to replace Fred. Fred is not good enough for that team, period. End of story. Yuri, I agree with you on that one. Yuri Tillemans fills that spot fucking brilliantly. I agree. Yeah. So next summer, I think you really need to worry about that. That was the point that I was I was gonna make mm-hmm. um about about that earlier and then uh decided to push it to here. But um so the other question I have, and this is this is sure. possibly unfair. Possibly not. Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the real deal? We've all called him the Norwegian gym teacher. Mm -hmm. He hasn't won anything yet, but he seems to have made some shrewd signings. He seems to have done, restored, I guess, the respect, the the prestige of Manchester United, if you will, um, over the last few months uh, and, and, and year. And does he actually lift the trophy this season? Is he the real deal? Is that what it's going to take to save his job? Because I still think a lot of your supporters aren't sold about the Norwegian gym teacher. Well, you know, Ole is... Ole's definitely showed some, you know, promising things. I think, you know, Manchester United is a little bit more coherent and promising since Alex Ferguson's retirement in 2013. So he's done a lot. You know, I think Ole was quoted as saying that, you know, redecorating a house, you know, different layers of paint on a painting. So there's a lot of layers that have to be rebuilt in the first and as you like destruct a house or you take away a house, or you're rebuilding a house, it's going to look ugly in the first beginning. And then as everything starts coming together, you can see the final product. So I think, you know, there's some promising things there. I think the signings of Sancho and uh, Varane are a couple pieces that we needed. I think if we can get a couple more pieces, I think we'll be there. I mean, I don't think uh, trophies this year is, is needed because, uh, especially not the Premier League trophy, but, you know, anything can happen in the League Cups. I mean, anything can happen in the Carabao Cup or the uh, FA Cup or, you know, Champions League. We went to the quarterfinals and beat PSG, so, I mean, uh, two years ago. So I know, uh, but I think the minimum expectation for Ole, he's got to finish in the top four this year. Uh, I, I can see us looking at 80 points, 84 points this year versus what we finished, I think, what, 76 last season. So a couple more wins. 
I, but, uh, Graham, I hate ahead, to say sorry. it. I hate to say it. Ollie's a damn good man manager. Like he well, somehow you know, makes well, this shit work. What I, what I, mean, I, what I worry yeah, about but his is, tactics are a little off. But I think if it. you know, As like bringing in the Sancho, I don't know that he is. Uh, well, bringing in Sancho solidifies that red, uh, that right side that we've been missing since An- Angel de Maria was there back in like forever ago. It seems. Oh like. yeah, Daniel James can't find his way out of a wet paper bag. And, and Alexis Sanchez that we brought Jesus in Christ. when Marino was here was a. a, a just terrible. And if you look at how Manchester United, I mean, other teams play Manchester United, they always doubled people on the left side with Rashford and Shaw and didn't really care about the right side because Juan Basaka really had nobody to deliver the ball to. So I think, think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities and more offense. But, uh, but him bringing in the guy from Chelsea, you know, to help defend our set pieces, which we were terrible in last year. I forget his name from Chelsea. I think that's going to help solidify our team. So, and then we actually have a football, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Director. It's not all right. up to the Glazers. Right, so right. I think that's going to be a, a huge thing too for Ole. So. All right. Well, any, anything you'd like to plug, my friend? Where can, uh, I mean, not that you really need any help. Where does Manchester United live on the interwebs? Well, you know, I think, you know, first I'll plug you guys. Everybody should be a P1 supporter. Sorry, I just think that's the, you know, you guys are the best. I'm you sorry. mean like you, Ray? <laughs> yes, like me. Yes, I and, didn't know, stick yes. my leg out to catch a taxi number for one, the first time. Dare I say, <laughs> number season. one, oh, P1 but, supporter. Um, but, you know, if you're in Baltimore, you can check out Charm City Reds. Uh, you know, they play, uh, they have all their matches at Tom Cotter's and uh, uh, Fells Point. And then you have uh, Red Devils DC. They usually uh, have all their games at the Lucky's Bar in DC. So they're really two great supporting clubs. I, you know, I've 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 followed them on Facebook and I've been to a couple matches there. Um, great team, great crowd. Uh, so check them out if you're a Manchester United supporter. Excellent. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Ray. Appreciate it, brother. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. All right. Well, now here is where talking to the person becomes more interesting than talking about the club. What we have now is one third of the middle class hole podcast, the mad, elegant host that, you know what? He has the drip. He does everything. He's eventually going to take over for one Mr. Mr. Sam Graham, the smoothest motherfucker on the planet. Alan, did he write this shit himself? Good evening. It just now nah, he, he writes my shit for me now, bro. You don't got it like oh me. Oh my god! Oh my! You know Sam, you don't got it like me. This is Sam. Terrible. It's easy when it comes from the heart. It comes from the heart, my friend. By the way, there is a hundred dollar transfer on the line for me to start producing the middle class holes. Um, <laughs> hundred bucks. Uh, we're still. Uh, yeah, we're not hundred million. Quality. Fuck. That's more the baby. That's more the baby Yoda pages. So, we may have to take that. Uh, we will be uh, announcing <laughs> we, that very soon. Hey Russ, okay. you want a job? <laughs> Russ, Russ, get on deck. We're gonna probably have to have you. Start producing we show. have to record four shows every Monday, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Name the file, dickhead. <laughs> that is very inside. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, our, uh, our people are meeting at a kebab shop uh, <laughs> yeah. in, fucking, in, in fucking Blythe. You know, Just, it's funny. You know, is it's a kebab shop that has all you can eat spaghetti. Did, do we really have to talk about your club? Can we just, can you and I just No, we can talk about whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, listen, talk, hold on. Hold have, on. No, there has to be something said real quick, <laughs> real quick. The, the, uh, consortium, uh, not consortium, the trial. I don't know what you call it. Tribune. That's kind of deciding on what's going on with the, the, um, sale of the club to the Saudis, mm-hmm. uh, has decided to close up shop for the time being. 
until January or uh, around that part of 2022. So Mike Ashley is definitely going to be in charge uh, for the rest of this calendar year, definitely. Uh, the other piece of that is he said uh, they are not uh, have actually looked at any transfers so far. Uh, they're going to specifically look at the loan market. Uh, never heard of that player before. And then yep. in that same interview said, that's really shameful by me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or awful by me. That's awful by me. And that sums up Newcastle Football Club. Yeah, Thank you for coming it. out. Anything you'd like to plug, sir? Um, hey, guys, uh, you can uh, hear me kidding. talk about more important stuff on the middle class holes. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's at MDL class holes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys summed it up in a nutshell. We're fucking going down, maybe. I don't know. The three that came up are fucking terrible. No offense to all of you. Um, so <laughs> maybe, maybe by the skin of the, our teeth, we fucking stay up. Um, you're, you're terrible, but, yeah. but the good news to all three of you, they're a fucking dumpster fire, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, we're, we're fuck God awful. We're, we'll sell St. Maximin very soon. If, yeah, if not before the close now, definitely in fucking January, he's out. Oh, I think you're him and Almiron are gone right, right before, right before the uh, market ends. And then they're just going to assume a Ryan Frazier on one leg might actually get the ball into uh, Callum Wilson occasionally. Yeah. Basically, we're just gonna we're gonna just plug John Joe Shelby in anywhere else, the, huh. anywhere that we sell someone. We'll just plug John Joe Shelby in. We we'll might we might clone him. Um, I don't know if that's an option. I, I don't. Don't think you need don't, don't you need a follicle of hair for that? So so six. So yeah, yeah that's tough too. <laughs> that the easiest way yeah. to get DNA. So six points on Everton. Worst uh worst um team ever. Beat the Derby County record. Go down. That's how it's gonna end yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Look, man, uh, we even as as a group, like my my group of supporters in in Baltimore, it's just we're we're done. We're like, yeah, this is cool. I guess I've got I got this new shirt. This new shirt's nice though, Castore. <laughs> hey, Wolves, is that who else? Is that who else did it with us? Yeah, who else pulled the trigger? These are nice. These are very nice. At least they're not the cheap tat that fucking Puma was making. Uh, you know, we don't get bags full of free Lonsdale when you order it. So that's plus. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you know good. what? The, the, the drip is still solid. You look mad elegant. That's what's up. That's all that matters. Um, this, is nice, this is a nice top. I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't know what to, to, to think about these guys. I like how we've moved on to just clothing. <laughs> Fuck uh, I was just about to say the Newcastle segment is about the kit manufacturer. About the kit. This just, is brilliant notch. because this yeah. is about what Newcastle deserves. Yes. This is so, everything so, yeah, I could have like, hoped I mean, for. You know, like Sam said, some loans, maybe probably not though. Arsenal's not going to give up Willick. So there goes our fucking season. Well, they're, uh, they're, they're trying to sign Joe Willick on a permanent. The problem is, is Arsenal want fucking money for him? Yeah. So and Mike Ashley ain't giving yeah. you money. He's money. Not, no, no, no. no. Uh, can't Mike do Ashley that. said money. That's the thing I keep. I have I don't pending give tax you money. cases. I take money on the yeah. continent. I can't do that. I yeah. have oversized coffee cups to sell for fuck's yeah, sake. I, like, I like to think that he always cut some people like a, a half a percentage of the club shop earnings. Listen, if I if I can't. <laughs> I can't buy a player, Sam, if I have to discount tracksuit bottoms to move them out of Sports Direct, okay? 
Sam, charity case. Where do you, you think that money give, comes from? You should just gift him the player. Seriously. <laughs> I love the other thing is football clubs in general are billionaires cocks, right? They just love to play with them. They're the little play things. They do whatever they want. It's fine. No problem. Mike Ashley's like, no, I don't like playing with my cock. I don't want to play with my cock. It's just there. <laughs> it's just there. We don't look at it. We don't talk about it. <laughs> Mike Ashley's a Mormon. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. Now make me money, you. Make me money. <laughs> yeah. just, he just looks down at it and yells, give me money. <laughs> make money come out. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I say, too. Never turns into a money shot. Never does. Not a chance. Not a fucking chance. Uh, one one serious question. Uh, how long before uh, Graham Jones uh, uh, fucks off before... Uh, you know. uh, how long until Arteta tells us that we don't get Willick? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday already happened. Okay, so what? yeah, then then he's already lining us something up. I'm assuming he's he's just trying to get out. He's just collecting weeks' pay until right. he finds something new. Um, yeah, no, well, he's I enjoying mean, the is, free sausage rolls at the Tesco down the street. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> did I? I don't even know. I don't even follow anything anymore. I heard rumblings <laughs> of extending Bruce or something for like three years. That's cool. I guess that's fucking. That's enjoyable. I could. Uh, I could not have asked for better. The, the loan. The loan market is like Axel Tuanzebe or whatever the fuck his name is from United. So that's fun. That that'll be good. We need another center back. Like a fucking hole in the head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're just we're just cooking on all cylinders, you know. Really good Jordy stuff uh, up north, you know. You just, know, oh. you know what I hate so far about season four. What is that? My two biggest rivals are now making inroads into my heart. <laughs> Brad's got Patrick Vieira. He's got Jan. That you know. They're not the geriatric team anymore. Right. Allen is shitting on his own team again. <laughs> this is, we're starting season. This may be the year that I go. Love I don't know it. what it is. Absolutely love it. Uh, Allen, promote away, brother. Uh, so, yes, uh, Army Baltimore, you guys, uh, you can, we watch our matches at the Mount Washington Abbey location these days. We're going to kick that back up now that COVID <laughs> is kind of over. We're probably going to kill us here in the next six months. So we'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> Hey, West Ham. Who's West Ham? James. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know if you go to the Abbey and Fells, but we've already talked to, to the powers that be and we're going to invade your shit because that's how we roll. Um, so we'll see you on August 15th. Smokey lives in Arizona now. Oh, damn it. Well, you don't go there, but any, any Baltimore Hammers fans, we're going to come invade your shit and we're going to make a fucking proper mess of it. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm coming for that shit show because my team will have played on Saturday. So uh, count me in. I'm there. I'm there. I'm gonna bring. Definitely. I'm gonna bring a cardboard fireplace if they don't have one installed. <laughs> so don't you worry. We're gonna get, get busy. Get blackout uh, drunk yeah. and puke in the fireplace. Is that gonna be the game? Oh my yes. god! Can I take part? Can I take I'm part? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I want to do it. Yeah. So uh, at at Mobtown Magpies on Twitter, you can find us there, or just Tune Army Baltimore on Facebook. You can find us all over there. We have been asked to host the national meetup again because we were supposed to before COVID hit. So that is on the books for sometime this season. We'll find out more details as that kind of plays pans out. You got to let uh, us know. Then, we're supposed to host trivia or something, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. Yes, you guys are. So that'll still be the thing. Uh, we'll just fire it all back up. I'll let you know. And Love then, uh, yeah, lastly, of course, The Middle Class Holes is my other podcast where me and two other white guys just talk about random shit. Uh, pop culture, science, fucking porn. A lot of porn. Wouldn't it be two of, white guys? I was going to say other two white other guys? white guys. You're not white. You're mate. not white. Your last oh, name is yeah, Giannis. Right. <laughs> I, sometimes I only hear myself and I'm just like, oh shit, I'm brown. 
Uh, we, just, anyway. <laughs> we just want you to have the respect you deserve, mate. You know, stand, yeah, you know, up, stand I, on your I'm, own I'm pedestal, shirt, okay? So I'm wearing this shirt, so my respect is pretty low. Um, <laughs> my my self-respect gets lower. Like, I'm a very confident man, but less so when I put one of these shirts on. So, yeah, it happens. Um, but anyway, guys, yeah, the Middle Class Holes, at MDL Class Holes, Instagram and Twitter, the Middle Class Holes on Facebook. Of course, uh, we're also streaming on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Do you know that. how confusing it is to hear your voice in, like, the corner of my house as Sam's listening to your podcast? And they go, Alan's here? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Right. Yeah. Because he's mad elegant, yo. And we fucking. fucking elegant. <laughs> Sam does. But Graham doesn't know. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Just oh. doesn't know. I know. And I'm we just, fucked. I'm just better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Arsenal. We're a shit show, too. We're just better. All right. Well, it just oh. is what so it is. It's slowly sliding back toward, towards us, though. So I don't know how, how much better you are anymore. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sammy, it is time for you to. Connect again Hashtag Bants. with the younger generation. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Bants. It's catching on. No, it's not. I'm it's telling not. you. I've had six people use it in the group. When Russ starts doing hashtag Bants for Jesus, it's not working. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It is working. Not working. Listen, we not working. We are inclusive, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are inclusive. Bants for Christians, Bants for Nots. <laughs> Bants for, you know. War criminals trying to take over Newcastle. Bants for everybody. Everyone gets bants. I'm like, Oprah, you get a bants. You get a bants. You get a bants. Just look under your seat. You I hear you. All right. Uh, Mr. Daniel, yeah, sir, how are you today? I'm doing well. Norwich, not so much. <laughs> uh, I have some questions about that, my friend. Um, everyone last time that you all came up uh, said that it was a season too early for Norwich. That you all had this plan, you were had the style of football you were trying to play. That showed the actual defensive coaching didn't was one of the problems. Um, but what makes this season different from the same summer, uh, or I'm not from in the same summer though, that you sold uh, one of your best players? How is this now the season of opportunity minus Buendia? Well, I mean. I mean, definitely the offseason has been different. Um, I mean, we've actually signed players. I think last go-around, we spent 300000 or something. I mean, it was only like a million. Sorry. We signed one player from West Ham for 750000 and that was it. That's not um, a great place to get a player from either, by the way. Just <laughs> so obviously, we weren't ready going into that. Um, but this offseason has been better. Obviously, we, we've actually signed some players that I've heard of. Um, I mean, Billy Gilmore, um, Milat Rashica from Warder Bremen in the Bundesliga. Um, but I, I still don't think we have the squad to do it. All right. Well, optimistic as ever. Um, <laughs> and actually answers the next question, uh, really. But I'm going to read it anyway because I'm a professional. Is the ambition just to stay up this season? I mean, you could say there's a change in ambition this year. Um, but I... They aren't putting their money where their talk is. We, we can just say that. Um, they're, they're very hesitant to spend money right now. I, I think they have the money. I mean, they, they sold Buendia for $35 million. They still haven't spent that money. I think they've only spent like maybe $20 million this summer. Um, so I think they still have money in the bank to spend this summer, but they just won't pull the trigger. 
They're too scared. I mean, Norwich is famously not a great place to try to attract people to. Uh, honestly, no offense. It's not London. London. <laughs> it's not London. It's not a big city. It's not London. It's not Manchester. You know what I mean? Those are big cities that you can attract people to. I mean, nightlife for a footballer, as we've seen many a times <laughs> over the last few seasons, it's uh, is is very important. Um, if Timo Puki though dries up again on goals like he did a couple of seasons ago, where do the goals come from? Who else it's is hard. there to score the it's goals? Hard. It's hard to say right now. Um, I, I think you'd have to be looking at Todd Cantwell on the wing, um, but he's linked with Villa right now. So Villa's looking to just clean us out, unfortunately. Um, other than that, I mean, we have a backup striker in Adam Ida, but he's really unproven at this point. Um, and the, the offense is actually looking quite fragile right now. I'll just say that. Mm, not great. Ah, no. sorry, full, I was thinking full of beer, uh, uh, whiskey, uh, 120 proof at that. Well, that is pretty grim outlook, my friend. Yeah. I mean, the, the squad depth is sad to look at right now. They just dropped the um, squad numbers and just looking at the list, it was, I think we had 26 players in the first team right now, which is <clears throat> small for, for any premier league side. Um, so, I mean, we're going to need to sign at least four or five more players just to really have a good shot this year, but we'll see. You know, after our conversation a couple of weeks ago, I was really excited about the enthusiasm of the younger generation, Sam. Mm -hmm. And after hearing uh, Alan, who's older than me a second ago, be disparaging about his own club, and then now hearing this is actually quite sad. Aww. <laughs> Hashtag bands. Hashtag sad face. I know. <laughs> Hashtag sad bands. Hashtag no bands. <laughs> Hashtag drama. Her drama. <laughs> well, hey, any, anywhere that Norwich uh, supporters, like-minded, um, sorry old sods can find your club on, uh, on the old interwebs here in this country. So you can find me on Twitter at Virginia Canary. Um, there's also a new supporters group in the U.S. It's on mainly on Facebook, um, Americanaries. They really like to get that alliteration out there. That's cute. Um, but we're still growing that. That's cute. Um, but you can DM me if you want to try and get into that. Hey, they retweeted us and they uh, plugged the show. So Americanaries, they're all right. They're good. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Unlike Brentford in the USA, which just ignored all of my texts or said, hey, great, sounds good, and well, then never answered you back. You had to go to a different continent for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, a country that is a continent. Well done. Right. Um, <laughs> As you learned the, when we did the show. No, I, I knew that. I didn't know where Wilmington, North Carolina was. I knew that Australia was a fucking continent, mate. Anyway. Right, we can go back hey, to the tape on that one. Daniel, cheers, man. Appreciate you coming out. Thanks. All right, excellent. Next up, we now chat with Ralph Hampton's number one fan, a founding member of our fantasy league, and unfortunately, lives Sam's in got the same neighborhood as Graham does. <laughs> Kenny, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, everyone. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me out. It's nice to be here again. Thank you very much for hanging with the marathon. This has been uh, daunting. Go pee. You go ahead. And go uh, no, pee. I have to. I have to get in the plug for his wife. No, he has to stay for this. Oh, okay. <laughs> his don't, his don't. his wife actually texted us. Uh, texted me and my wife uh -huh. <laughs> and him during this podcast. 
about the length of time we were taking. Oh, okay. And now she has to do bedtime by herself. Okay. Well, yeah. Enjoy that fight. Have fun with that one, Mark. I mean, uh, Ken. I'm looking. Listen at- to, to what I said. What I said in the in the uh, in the group chat was, you know, like, listen, I, I know my wife is a capable woman, and I am a feminist, so she can fully do bedtime and bottle by herself. So well said. I mean, well said. Biggest fan here. You know, ally. Yeah, yes. you know, I, I, I think the Loud Women's Club would take a great pride in that. That he's an ally. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, looking at me crazy. Admin. Oh, doing admin. Okay. We do that. All this damn admin. I'm trying to track down uh, some of our guests that have dropped out. All right. So, Kenny, let's face it. Big highs, big lows, right? That, that's what it's oh. been for the past two seasons under under uh, Hassan Hoodle. Um where do we find consistency? What's going to be the consistent level with this club? Uh, that's a, it's a great question. Um, again, like you said, tremendous highs, tremendous lows. Getting to first in the table for a night and a half was fantastic. Um, you know, and then, you know, shit started to unravel. So I think, you know, Ralph, you know, now that he's had a little bit more time to instill, you know, his system, you know, as much as people hate the four, two, 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 um, I think that's enough numbers, right? Um, you know, it, he he's finally started to get players that I think fit his style a little bit better, let go of some of the other players that, you know, may not have fit as well. So, um, you know, again, injuries hit us, plagued this last year. Romeo going down was huge, you know, because he, again, became one of the best holding midfielders and, and defensive midfielders, you know, in the league, I think. Fucking again, finally. Bias there. He's only been in the league for 14 years. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know it what? took it's, him long enough. Things take time. Sam, things take time. <laughs> uh, but again, like, you know, you bring in Diallo, who again, showed showed well um, in his chances, you know, with Romeo on the bench. But, you know, again, I, I, I hope that this is the year where, you know, there's not the nine mil defeats or there's, you know, you know, we're able to kind of really show, you know, the team that we were, um, you know, when we were fighting at the top for, you know, that very brief stint of time. So, you know, again, hope springs eternal. Why not? Um. The next question, kind of a two-parter. Uh, first off, can Che Adams take over this team if slash when Ings gets hurt slash sold? And then the second part of that is there's starting to be a lot of suitors for Ward Prowse. Are you going to be able to hold on mm-hmm. to him too? Because that's that's the backbone right there of your team. Certainly. Um, listen, I, I was on this podcast last year um, praising Che Adams, um, you know, again, loved what he could show. And, and again, showed spells last year where, you know, he, he picked up the pace, he picked up the slack, um, for Ings, you know, again, who knows where the hell Danny Ings is going to be, you know, it's Tottenham, it's city, it's Tottenham, it's city, it's Tottenham's cooled off. I, I don't know. Um, but you know, I think again, I think Ralph has some pieces to play with, um, you know, I think we've scored nine goals and three preseason friendlies. None of them have been scored by Danny Ings. So that's something to be said. Um, you know, Nathan Tella showed a little bit last year. Again, young kid, but hey, why not give him a chance? Obafemi, who was, um, you know, hurt last year. He's back. He's showed well. Um, you know, uh, bringing Mo Elanusi from, back from Celtic, who was on loan last year, um, had some assists in, you know, the Champions League and, you know, again, I think I think he ended up with like 14 goals, six or seven assists. I mean, there's definitely some other options there. Um, you know, again, if the style works and if the pieces fit, 
Um, so again, could Che Adams do it? I certainly hope so. Um, you know, but I think there's some other options as well there. Um, again, with some of the younger guys giving them a chance and just kind of saying, Hey, let, let's go after it. Um, you know, the captain, uh, would love to keep Ward Prowse. I think we told Villa to, to politely fuck off. Um, cause I know they were chasing after him, but I, I think, you know, they're very, you know, firm in that he is not for sale. Now, again, I would also say that too, unless somebody bowls me over with, you know, a large offer. So, you know, again, I think ultimately at the end of the day, Southampton, you know, again, the way they built through the Academy and being smart and, you know, trying to make our money off selling players like Van Dyke and, you know, trying to get some, some maximized return. Um, You know, again, if somebody bowls me over with a, you know, bowls us over with an offer for James Lord Prowse, I'd say, "Mm, why not? But, Again, that's not for me to make. I'm just a fan. I just live and die by the chance of, you know, hey, at least I know 45, 50 minutes into a game whether or not we're already down 4 nothing, or um, if it's actually going to be one worth, worth hanging in there for the full 90. So. <laughs> Excellent. Um, where, where are uh, Southampton supporters meeting in the Baltimore, Maryland area? So uh, there, there used to be a good group that would go out to Slauncha. I think it's kind of died out now. Um, just like our contract with Under Armour. So, I mean, we're just losing Baltimore touches here and there. Um, but again, maybe that gets the stink off of us. I don't know. Um, but uh, again, the place I go to most often um, is uh, United States of Southampton FC on Facebook. Um, very active folks there throughout the country. Um, again, a lot of fun, a lot of back and forth banter, a lot of shitting on Pompey. Um, so uh, that's a, a great place to go. And then if, if I can, I'd like to throw a shout out to uh, the drink of choice tonight from Audacious Aleworks in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, buddy of mine works there at the brewery. They've got some wonderful ales that you should check out. I, um, you know, again, since this podcast runs a little long, I've already consumed a uh, Highway to Hell is Lager and uh, I'm drinking an Easy Work IPA right now. Quite delicious. So mm. um, cheers to you guys. Love, love, love what you do and love being on the, ca- uh, the podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. And uh, so apparently, um, in a very Spursy way, the Spurs fan was on here. Couldn't turn off his I mute got, button. I got more information. Yeah. Uh, he went to go pick his son up. Oh, okay. His wife just texted me. Ah, okay. Um, so we are going to record him in a bit and drop mm-hmm. it in. Well, I just want to say he was here the whole time with his mute button off and making noise while everybody was talking, you know, about like charity and stuff like that. Yeah, Mel had to farm him. her strawberries. Excellent. All right. Well, let's move on to Watford. <laughs> all I know, all I know, is we got seven points off of them last season between knocking them out of a cup and uh, getting a win and a draw against them. That if Harry Kane wasn't a superstar, <laughs> we would have taken nine points. We would have won three games against them. All right. Yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll drop him in later. Anywho. All right. Steven, how you doing, brother? Good to see you again. Thank you for hanging out for this uh, big marathon. Yeah, you know, the shitty thing about being a Watford fan is waiting for fucking W to come up in this whole fucking thing. My beer is already gone. I'm done. I'm just waiting. But I'm I'm happy to be here, guys. Uh, wait, so- wait, waiting. It's five o'clock there. Shut up. You got the whole night to do shit. The rest of us are fucking done. We got to go to bed. And what happens when you're up at 2.45 a.m. in the morning? It's time to go to motherfucking bed. My, 2.45 my our time. Yeah, come on. Uh, so um, <laughs> you've been doing you've been doing a lot of signing of kind of veteran players, just kind of fill out the roster a little bit more. Um, the most recent one would be Josh King. Do you think that he's going to provide that little bit of extra goals? Because when we talked the last time, it was basically, hey, I need 
we need a couple, two, three guys to get us 10 to 12 goals each. Do you think Josh King is going to find that form that he used to have with Brentford and help you guys do that? Brentford, you mean Bournemouth? I mean, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, my apologies. Okay. You know, I, I actually can't remember an, uh, such an active transfer window that I've been excited for Watford. We've filled a, a lot of positions. Josh King is one of them. I mean, he scored 16 and 12 uh, with Born, Bournemouth, uh, I think two out of three years. But I do think he needs to hit somewhere in the 15 to 17 range this year up front. Um, uh, another signing, well, another Loney who's come back, and you won't probably see his name much, Cucho Hernandez. He's a Colombian. He's been on loan since 2017, and uh, I do believe he should provide some very good attacking options for the Hornets down the left side. Thankfully, we're able to uh, retain Ishmael Asar uh, after relegation last season, and I, I do think he's going to return. He's not going to be a, a big surprise like he was maybe the, the two years ago mm. uh, down that right flank, but I, I do think Sar is one that you you got to look out for. <clears throat> and then up front, I mean, you can't dismiss Joel Pedro. I know he's only 19, but the kid has a ton of talent. He's like that that second coming of Richarlison. So, Sam, you know, when you guys bid $50 million for him, I'm okay if we toss him your way as well. Um, Sam had a solid it. year in the EFL, but again, that is the EFL. That is not the Premier League. Premier League, and again, longtime captain Troy Deeney. I mean, the fat man can still score goals. You'll see him in the uh, six-yard box up front occasionally. The two question marks we have right now, Will Hughes, Nathaniel Chalabar, are they leaving? Quite possibly. That means we can see some movement in the midfield. We've, we have added um, Imran Lauza from Nantes and uh, Emmanuel Dennis from Club Bruges. And uh, we also have Peter Atebo on loan from Stoke City. So I think it's been a very exciting offseason for the Hornets. So it leaves me feeling very good for the start of the Premier League this year. Excellent. Now, when we talked about Chelsea, about how they don't suffer bullshit with managers, your owners just don't like managers and typically like to like you go, eh, I want to change my shirt. Let's fire the manager. How much rope does he have to do like to learn the prem. I mean, this is a newer manager. He's done a great job defensively. You talked about in the champions in the championship, the, the low amount of goals against how patient are his ownership going to be in the prem? Well, I don't know. We need to look back the last couple of years and, and I'm, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm a Pozo supporter. I do like how they run the organization, but their manager decisions have been somewhat baffling. Um, we, we, I mean, we look back to the days of Graham Taylor and by far he was our most successful manager, but it really wasn't until I, I think the, the, the nineties where 80 booth where he came in and he lasted three years, 176 games. But after that, I mean, it's been a downhill slide. I mean, Watford hired Marco Silva in 2017 from whole city and granted he was unable to keep the Tigers in the premier league. I did feel he was a very good fit for Watford uh, until Everton made their unwarranted approach and stole him from us. But uh, just five points in 30 from 10 games in January of 2018. And he was gone. We brought in Harvey Gracia and now he wasn't the most coveted name, but uh, he did a fantastic job, kept the team in the premier league, finished 14th. And that was followed up by an 11th uh, place finish the following season after we started Four and zero, and we did come back and beat Spurs. I, I got to pimp that, <laughs> but uh, he was dismissed in September of 2019. 66 games, so that starts a revolving door. But I did feel that Grassi was a man for the job, respected by the players, backed by the supporters. But the Pozos, I mean, they keep all their managers on such a short list that if the results come unfavorable, I mean, you're not going to be benching players. You're going to be moving managers. So he was moved. So. 
basically since Silva in 2018, Watford have gone through fucking seven managers. Garcia, oh. the only manager, more than 22 games. You can't be successful if you have a manager who only manages 22 games. It's impossible. Man. So yeah. will ownership be patient with Cisco? Recent history says no, they won't. So regardless of the three-year contract he signed, if Watford slides in in October, which is traditionally when we slide, I think Cisco's going to be out, and that Carol Shella manager is going to be fucking spinning again. Unfortunate, um, unfortunate. Um, so go ahead and plug away. Who, where, where can Watford fans <laughs> in the United States uh, find one another? You know, good question. I don't follow <laughs> any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Baltimore, but maybe Blythe would be a great place to start. But um, I'm at six goal on uh, Twitter and uh, hashtag FPL beer club. Those are my two big things on Twitter. So appreciate Excellent. all the, uh, appreciate all the fun here on the, uh, on the show. Absolutely. Love it. Sammy, the international man of mystery is with us for the first time. Take it away. We got to be quick too. Cause the Arizona sun not only lights his blunts for him, but it also kills his phone battery. So we got to get him done quickly. Uh, Mr. Smokey, how you doing, sir? He's got to unmute himself first. There he is. Good. Uh, juggling European football, uh, football, 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 Sam, uh -huh. juggling European football isn't easy. How is West Ham going to fare this season in the Premier League? Whilst doing that. I would like to be optimistic and I would be more optimistic if we weren't four goalkeepers and no striker FC. <laughs> fair enough. That is fair enough. Um, obviously, you're not happy with some of the moves that have been made. It's, it's like we're on the same plane when I write this. Um, what do West Ham need to do to compete on these two fronts? And I assume it would be release a goalkeeper and sign a striker. Yeah. That would be helpful. <laughs> uh, West Ham have definitely needed at least two strikers. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Well, I will say I did go put the chickens away for a moment uh -huh. and uh, I got the eggs. Uh -huh. um, I tried to talk to Kitty, but she was on the phone. Oh, she's talking to Jamie. Wish we were talking to James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost him. Well, moving on. Uh-oh. Nope. I have a I have an obituary. Oh, oh you do okay. have an obituary? Oh, he sent me something. Yeah. <laughs> In case this could not work. Okay. Well, then go ahead and read the obituary. So I will do that then. <laughs> It's a shame. Nice to hear his voice for the first time, though. Uh, juggling Europe and the league. Uh, we would like to think we could do both, but with lack of investment from the board, looks less and less likely we'll do well in either. West Ham have needed uh, at least two strikers for the past few years. Antonio's hamstrings will not hold up over both competitions and is a winger by trade. Uh, I'd argue wing back, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we've only bought, uh, brought in Areola and three or four academy players that have shown promise in preseason, but that's still only friendlies. We need at least another center back and center midfielder uh, cover um, on top of those strikers. And if we start to struggle, we have to stay with Moyes. Uh, I asked him, where is it? I said, do the dildo brothers stick with Moyes? They've already abandoned him once. And if right. things start to go wrong now, do they ditch him? And he says, if we start to struggle, we have to stay with Moyes. As much as I did not like the hiring the second time around, he really has the backing of the players. 
he has gotten the best out of some of our fringe players, uh, but not sure he has the pull to get the big name signings or marquee signings we might actually need uh, after his previous stints. So I would argue that's also just West Ham Football Club, not right. necessarily yeah, David Moyes. Pretty much. Uh, so, excuse me, pardon me, David Moyes. Um, not the truly damning indictment that he wrote at the start of last season. Uh, I think he kind of got his, you know, <coughs> found his way, if you right. will, um, with with his own football club, which every man needs to do at some point. <laughs> 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 so uh, there you go. That is that is Smokey's answers, man. Uh, they are in for a world to hurt. Every every time it's not a big club playing in Europe. It's one of the, quote, mid-table clubs. Mm-hmm. If it was us or Southampton or Burnley, like Wolves, every single team has struggled with it in the in the league. They I, struggle with it. Yeah, I, I honestly am, am worried for them as well, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to be relegation uh, contenders because at some point, I figure around the third game week of the Europa League, mm-hmm. David Moyes will decide to pack it up yeah. and fuck it. Like kids or play. That's what he's going for. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, and focus on the on the league. Yeah. So but I don't think they're gonna have a tremendously good start of the season. No, really it's don't. gonna be tough. I, yeah. I, I see them being like fifteenth, sixteenth place for like well into December and there I mean, being the, a lot of questions. Honestly, asked. the Areola signing, see if Lucas Fabianski's probably the the one player that they could sell, honestly. Besides Suchek, which would yeah. demi- you know decimate the whole team. Yeah. Um, same with Declan Rice, right? So the the big deal would be Lucas Fabianski. You sign Paul Ariola. That's or no, Paul Ariola. Fuck me. Plays for DC United. Mm-hmm. Mate. Yeah. Not him. Uh, the goalkeeper that played for Fulham last season yes. that was owned by PSG. Yes. You sign him. Great. So move Fabianski on for thirty five forty million. Right. And then use that money to buy a striker. Right. But they that don't. can partner and share the responsibility with Antonio. Right. But it is what it is. What Why are aren't do? they on the phone with Manchester United right now trying to do everything they can to get Lingard on their team? Why isn't Smokey on the phone with us? You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, we, you know, these questions happen. He, he needs to stay under the radar. He doesn't always have the best internet service because, you know, he's an international man of mystery. We have discussed this before. Because he always chooses to live in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> That's what it is. He's in the woods in Maine, and now he's in the goddamn desert. Okay? <laughs> this is what, sorry, Russ. I didn't know you were still here. <laughs> All right. Well, then, I guess we're going to do Mark in post with uh, talking about Tottenham. So let's go oh, ahead and get. Or I'll do it in post. Yeah. <laughs> which I can't wait for. Let's get to our last team. Holy shit. We got through it. My good man. We got oh, through wait, it. Oh, wait, guys. We're out of time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, that is the end of our bandwidth. <laughs> so our, he's stuck uh, through. He's here. He sweated through the whole thing. So our boy Paul from the uh, Whole Lot of Wolves pod uh, today reached out and was like, sorry, I got to cancel. I can't help. But, but I got Danny, who knows you guys from the Monument uh, event. Came to the live show. That's right. Starting to kick off the uh, the Baltimore Wolves uh, chapter. And he's like, I'll get him right now for you. Why? Because Paul is a professional. And that's how it rolls. So, and so is Danny, ready yes. at a moment's notice, ready to go. I mean, I got the email immediately. We talked immediately. Everything was set. So, ready to sit and wait for a full hour and fifteen minutes to have his moment in the sun. 
two hours. Fuck, are we in two hours? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Danny, how you doing, brother? Good. Hey, I'm working from home. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> ah, that a boy. Ah, a boy. So, no more do no. Now what? Oh, great question. And I, I wish that any Wolves fans knew. Um, <laughs> but the, the real answer is, you know, another Portuguese manager on the George Mendes carousel mm -hmm. uh, by the name of Bruno Lage. Um, there are a lot of things to be excited about him and a lot of things to question about about the choice. So pick your side. And a lot of Wolves Twitter has picked the sides. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's what's the general temperature? Um, I'd say that there's a fair bit of excitement over the fact that um, he likes an attacking brand of football and mm -hmm. Wolves notably didn't have that last year. Very much a counterattacking uh, so, brand of football. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you won't have to change position too many times when you're watching Wolves games at 7 a.m. to try to keep yourself awake. Um, obviously, <laughs> we had very notable struggles last year and none more so than... Uh, Raul Jimenez having that horrible injury back in November. Mm -hmm. um, the good news from that is that he's back. Um, he the was good, the good it, news from that is that David Luiz is gone. <laughs> yeah, so there's right. not a big risk of it happening again. <laughs> yeah, if you want a good laugh, uh, look at any tweet about Jimenez being uh, back on the mend and go through the uh, the Wolves Espanol Twitter feed and and see what the replies say there. <laughs> see, see what Mexican fans have to say about David Luiz. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, you know what? They're very, very gracious as we saw just the other night as, uh, Estados Unidos beat them twice in a month in finals and, uh, they're right. gracious people. I'm sure they were very, nothing but respectful to, uh, David yeah. Luiz because <laughs> it's how they roll and they, they are the, the, the gold standard bearer of, uh, how to be polite, uh, on the pitch and off the pitch, the, uh, the Mexican supporters, no doubt about it. That's for sure. Well said, Sam. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's not easy lying. It's not easy lying. I thought I did a pretty good game face there. Um, <laughs> so with it being another Mendez kind of agent situation, do we feel like that pipeline's still going to be there as far as continuing that level of talent that, I mean, we jokingly call it the Portuguese national side, but it's worked so far. It ain't a bad idea. It, yeah. it's, it's worked. Is that, is that pipeline still going to be strong? Uh, there's no question. It's still going to be what they're looking at mostly. Um, and you can tell already I'm wearing the Wolves Portugal FC third <laughs> kit from last season. Um, but yeah, we're still, we're still on that train. Um, the main, the main incoming this summer has been Francisco Trincao on loan from, from Barcelona. And that's just another George Mendez uh, machinations. Him, him and the uh, the ownership of, of Wolves have a tight relationship, as we all know. And so that's always going to sort of be the, the carousel that we're on. Same, same By the same uh, token, Rui Patricio, our goalkeeper, is now out to AS Roma with, uh, with Mourinho. And we've got in another George Mendes goalkeeper in the name of Jose Sa from Olympiaco. So mm -hmm. and that's just the way it's going to keep going. I, it's it's worked well for you so far, so why bother changing the system, you know? Well, Absolutely. Why bother, but you are beholden then to George Mendes, <laughs> and that is well, potentially an issue. You're still in the there, prem. No, I get that. No, yeah, no, I understand. It's just, it's, if he, if for some reason that pipeline dries up, 
which yeah. the pipeline never dries up. It's George Mendez, right? He's one of the most respected agents in the game. The problem is, is he's a fucking agent, mate. And if somebody comes in with more money than Wolves got, he's they, going there. He's going there because yeah. he gets a bigger cut. Now he walks around in, in tattered tracksuit bottoms and and you know, fucking extended V necks and shit, and looks like a, a you know a, an old school peasant. <laughs> but the dude's got fucking three hundred million in a bank. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and you know money talks. It, so that's my concern with Wolves is when is that bubble going to break that they can't pay what Mendesh wants? True. Yeah, that's always been a concern with at least a certain segment of the fan base. The other the other argument is that um, the owners of Wolves, Fosun International from China, they they own a, a part stake in uh, George Mendez's uh, agency, Gestifoot. So it's... Maybe not as simple as a one-way thing, but it's certainly extremely complicated. None of us are at that level. Right. Well, his his wait a second. You just opened up a can of worms here. That's right. George it's all Men- a can of worms. George Mendes's agency is named Gestaboot. Gestafoot. F-U-T-E. Okay, guess the foot that's going to be running around for your club next year, Wolves. <laughs> guess the foot that's going to sign for you. Yep. Because <laughs> you don't know who it's going to be. It'll be somebody I got, though. <laughs> Promise you that. All right. Uh, enough Enough of the Mendes show. Um, Danny. Enough of the Mendes show. <laughs> We've nice. gone, gone long enough on that one. Uh, Danny, uh, tell I us got what more. Tell I us got what more. you're trying to uh, get started with uh, here in the uh, Mid-Atlantic region with Wolves. Yeah, it wouldn't be a Wolves segment if we didn't spend a third of it talking about George Mendez. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, uh, I just started up a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Both of them are Baltimore Wolves, just trying to connect with Wolves fans in Baltimore. I've met a few of them from time to time, but now we're just trying to find a place to uh, all hang out together. Um, also, have to mention the uh, Wolves USA Facebook group, which is reasonably active. That one's run by uh, Chris Wood in Ohio, not the Chris Wood at, at Burnley. Um, <laughs> That'd be brilliant if it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just running the Wolves USA Facebook <laughs> That'd be group. awesome. Um, and then lastly, obviously, you guys already mentioned it, but, you know, give a listen to a whole lot of Wolves. They run a great American-based Wolves podcast, and they're good guys. Excellent. Thank you yeah, very, Paul, very Paul's much. Paul's a good dude, for sure. Holy shit, Sam, we made it through. We got done, kind of. We yeah. still got to wait on Mark to get back. Eh, eventually. We're going to go ahead and just record the next show. You know, we're going to go ahead and do Patreon. So yeah. somebody wanted to find Patreon. How would they go about doing that, Mr. Well, Graham? It's very simple, actually. And uh, I was not the first one. just want to make it known, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. that I was not the first one that stuck the leg out for the taxi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still a whore. Ray did it. Still a whore. Right. Whore. Um www.patreon.com backslash to football show is how you find that sign up to one of the top two tiers the five dollar or nine dollar tier because ten bucks is too fucking much i didn't ask mel because she's very busy doing no, something business like unmuted myself <laughs> to say because ten dollars is too much her thumbs were line. working a mile a minute and so i didn't want to disturb her <laughs> uh but so mel why do we only have a nine dollar tier uh because ten dollars would be pushing it just a bit too far and we like to take ray's money and ray sent me a message saying that if we ever went a penny over nine dollars he would stop being a p1 heard 
or fair enough. Ray's like no lies detected. Yeah. But then if you uh, if you do that, sign up to one of those top two tiers, you would then find both sound check and injury time, which are our pre-show and preview show uh, for the upcoming week. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, uh, any parting words, Sammy? Um, just a real quick admin note. Uh, uh-huh. We are not going to bet the first round of games. Right. That segment is back for the season. Don't be worried. You can laugh at me all you want in the closed group, um, uh, which is DU, uh, Drunk United FC, actually, on Facebook. <laughs> um, so we you won't be able to laugh at me the first week because we're not going to be doing uh, betting for the first week. If you show up at the Preakness, you never bet the first race, my friends. That's how that goes. So Excellent. we'll be picking that segment up on the first proper show of the season for the second week. Lovely. Next week, everybody, it's going to be our super draft show, shit show, spectacular. And then we get into the season. The season. And the drunken recap show. Exactly. Till next week, everybody. Guten Nacht. Chemo. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!